1: Welcome to Flashback Fridays. I am your host, David K. Montoya. Alright kids, we are back for another fun-filled week. Oh, actually, it's more towards the weekend, isn't it? As we travel into the JSO Modcast podcast archives. If you're brand new to the show, let me fill you in. My name is David K. Montoya. I am the founder, CEO, president, and all that good jazz of the Podcast podcast network. And we've been recording shows since November 26th, 2012. And over the time, we have accumulated over 700 individual podcast shows. And in order to keep them alive... We get together every Friday. We pull three shows, three episodes, and we listen to them. And what I'll do is once we pull them, I'll give you a little insight on what it's about, when it was originally released. We'll listen to them, then we'll talk about them. And then afterwards, I'll send you home, hopefully satisfied with almost or at least three hours of audio entertainment. Right here on Flashback Fridays. Once in a while, we will have a theme. Like last week was all 10 shows. I know we've done the 52 shows, the ones, the twos. I think we even did a three show. Uh, And then, like today, we have no theme. We'll just pull random and see what we get. So let's go ahead as we are... Let's see, I'm warming up the Wayback Machine. If you're not familiar with the Wayback Machine... It's a little device that we pull every week so we can travel back in time and enjoy the time of all. Well, not that much old as, what, six years, almost seven. All right, let's see. Episode, our first episode of the week is Who's the Boss? Number 17, The New Blood, originally released. May 10th, 2013, it says this week Dave sits down with longtime friend L. Allen Russo Jr. and discusses the past. They talk about the conception of the original body bag script to Russo's new life as the CEO of Zombie Work Publications and if he plans to make any other films in the future. All right. Well, I kind of know this one Where it's heading But let's go ahead and sit back, relax, and enjoy Who's the Boss, number 17 The New Blood Welcome to Who's the Boss This is David K. Montoya Well, kids, I have a nice little treat for you This week Um, If you listen to Next week's Scene Red, you'll you'll get more of it Um, The gentleman that we have today our guest I actually I I did the math and we met in March of 2000 which means I was 22 years old when I met this gentleman and we have been friends for the last 13 years Um, I've gotten old he's gotten old in fact when we first met we didn't even have kids and uh, we've been through many business ventures together Um, Some better than others, but we've always remained friends. And for the first time in 12 years, I've actually got to see him face-to-face. Went and picked him up last night. And just having him around makes me feel really young again, so it's kind of cool. But I'm going to try to keep my enthusiasm down for this show. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome Mr. L. Allen Russo Jr. How's it going, folks? So one of the things that who's the boss who's the boss is is, well let me back up let me start from the beginning I've been and the listeners are probably digging this because I almost every episode I bitch I'm like you know I was originally supposed to do this with Alan Russo but he can't do it so when I came up with the concept of, of the JZL Modcast you know I wanted to do these shows and the original concept for who's the boss because you're the CEO of Zombie Works. Oh, yeah. I'm the CEO of MythWorks. So we're both bosses. So that's where I came up with the concept of who's <laughs> the boss. And, you know, unfortunately, you live deep in the South. We're not talking deliverance South, but, <laughs> but pretty close to it. And, uh, you know, you, you have issues with the internet and, and what the capability that you need
2: to do podcasting is just not there.
1: Right. So now, for like I said, the first time in twelve years, we've actually got to see each other face to face because we've always been talked on the phone, but we've never actually. Yeah, it's it's
0: been a long time. I mean, you know, it's been crazy.
1: So, what is it like to be back in California? Let's let's jump onto that.
0: It's different. You know, things have changed since I was here last, and you know, everything's changed. You know, our lives have changed. My life's changed. You know, kids families and stuff like that so it's just weird being back in california for the first time in 12 years
1: it's um uh, and, and the ironic thing is folks is it's may so you think in springtime you think in nice 70 degree weather you know gentle cool breeze no it is freaking
0: cold
3: outside <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: and you know back home in arkansas it's like 80 90 degrees this is ridiculous
1: so let's let's jump to March of 2000, when we first met. And I mentioned this last night, you know, because we did episode 22 of Seeing Red. So if you guys listen to this show in the next week, you listen to Seeing Red, um, you're going to hear a little bit of similarity in, in what we talk about. But because it's Russo and I, you know, we can actually have more of an in depth conversation. A lot of things that I don't talk about is what I've done. You know, mainly I've kept my myself in the forefront as a publisher, as a businessman. But there's actually another side of me, you know, and that's the medical side of me. And before I became a EKG monitor technician, I was just a piddly little CNA. And that's how I made money. And we and I say we, I mean Lacey and I, my wife. We ended up going out to Arkansas and I got this job at a nursing home called what was it called? Hillcrest, no, Chris Hel- hip. That's right, okay. Hel- I I completely yeah. had a brain card on that and um, so it, ma- the majority of the people there actually 99.9% of the people <laughs> there were female and um, so you being the only other dude I instantly <laughs> kind of gravitated towards you yeah. and we really didn't talk that much not until the first time we worked together and then when we started working together we started talking movies started talking writing and it was just from that point we've been friends yeah and it was all um if you guys don't know what a cna is um, what's the best way to describe a cna
0: basically the best way to describe a cna is a certified ask my preferred adult that's that's yeah. <laughs> that's yeah pretty much it um it's 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 like an orderly but we're a step
1: above and orderly as far as in most hospitals training.
0: Yeah, well, in most hospitals, they're considered a patient care tech. Right. You know, the ones that do your blood pressure and take your temperature and all that.
2: BS.
1: But, you know, we were down south in, in Arkansas in a nursing home, so literally all we were doing was just... Wiping asses. Yeah, literally wiping asses. <laughs> and while it was a very physically demanding, physically grueling, nasty job, to this day, I still say that was one of my favorite jobs, and that was because... We made it fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's like, you know, I don't know
0: if you remember the, uh, uh, I can't think of her name. I think her name was Molly in, in the West Wing. The one that used to have the doll. Yeah. The one that yeah, used remember. to throw shit at us every time we <laughs> walked in the room. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was. It was physically. But, you know, the funny thing is, is because now, you know, I work in a hospital, and there's more mental, it's a mentally grueling job now. Yeah. There's no, oh, obviously, you know, back then I weighed like 230 pounds. <laughs> now I weigh 280 pounds. You know, there's there, that's a the big difference. But, um, but it was it was never. I mean, for some it was grueling, mentally grueling. That that
0: type of you yeah. Know, you know, just being around the adults and stuff like that. You know, they they took it
1: mentally. And, you know, most of it for us was physical. Right. Because mentally we were not even really thinking about it. it. It literally became a second nature. We were doing the stuff. Without even really thinking about it because we had we were in a total different conversation, right? Right, right. You know, we talked
0: about you know, new movies coming out, movies we wanted to see, remakes we didn't like, yeah, you know, comic books we liked, and stuff like that. You know, so we didn't think about the job, we just thought it, we were talking about that, just did the job. And then,
1: interesting enough, this is we're in the, the proximity of the 13th anniversary of writing the original draft of Body Bag. And do you remember the details of how that came about? Did did we did the movie first and then did the Smash comic? Or was it the Smash comic
0: in the movie? I think we did the movie first. I think we did the script first. As a matter of fact, we finished the script for Body Bag on your birthday. Oh, really? Yes, of 2000.
1: I, I forgot about that. It,
0: it was it was either, oh, either on your birthday or like one or two days after. I don't really remember. I know it was right around this time of that year. And, you know, we were just sitting around one day, bullshit, and we were talking about writing. And, you know, I told you I wrote movie scripts and stuff like that before and done a few movies. And it just kind of came about. And you said you wrote comics. And we just kind of put the two together and wrote a movie script. That basically shit we saw at the nursing home. Yeah, things you know, just things that we thought about
1: at the nursing home. Here's a a little bit of blast from the past. Do you remember the original name of Body Bag? Remember what we were gonna call it? Class of two thousand (laughs) and one. (laughs) Yes. So that kind of tells you, because if you remember right, the original concept was it was supposed to be about high schoolers.
0: No, college. Was it college? It was college. Was it always college? It was always college because they had left high school you know the the original character had you know Jason had left high school and started college in a new town which wasn't very far from his hometown because we used SAU there in Magnolia as the concept of the college of the college yes All and right. then you know Dawn which the other original char- the other main character we used her concept from my past when I moved from Florida to Arkansas
2: right i remember that
0: you know because She was new to the town, stuff like that. So, you know, that's where the idea for Dawn came from, was my past moving to Arkansas for the first time in 96. And, you know, that made it, made her, made writing her character and with the way we did everything easier. Because, you know, we also used your concept of moving from California to Arkansas in 2000. Right. And even back in 97 when you moved out there originally. You know, that's where we come up with the concept of dawn because we both knew how it felt to move to a new town, to be and kind not of like know alienated. anybody. Yeah, you know, being from somewhere different, moving to a small town, not knowing anybody, being you know dressing different, acting different because we're from a bigger city.
2: Right, and it is. It's, it, if any of you
1: folks have ever been or you know live in a city and then moved to a, a small town, I don't even think the town would be appropriate for Prescott. Just the landmass.
0: Yeah, pretty much. I it's more like a farm town than anything, you know.
1: And uh, I remember when I moved out there originally, people told me, slow down. You talk way
4: too fast.
1: Yeah. But, you know, being out here in California, and you understand this from being from Florida. Yeah. You have to get your thoughts out fast because everything is time-oriented.
0: Yep. You don't have the you time. Don't have the, yeah, you don't have the time to, you know, sit there and think about what you're going to say. You know, if you're going to say it, just say it, get it over with, and move on because you got somewhere else you got to be.
1: And, uh, and, you know, to this day, I, I've co-written with other people, you know, different projects, whatever. and worked with other people in writing. To this day, you are still the only person that I've never had a creative difference with when, in writing. Because we, we moved, well, okay, let's, let's focus on Body Back for right now. You know, we wrote Body Back. There was never a creative tussle. No, it would just work. It always
0: flowed. Yeah, because, uh, well, cause, you know, we took each other's ideas and approved upon each other's ideas instead of being like, no, this is the way I want it. You know, if you had an idea, you know, it's like, okay, well, I don't like that particular idea itself, so we'll add this and this and this. And you were like, okay, yeah, that makes it even better, you know, because that's the way good writers are, especially if you're going to write together comic books, movies, anything, especially Body Bag, you know. We wrote Body Bag in a matter of, what, two weeks.
3: Yeah. You know, the
0: original concept of body Bag, and then we finalized the script over five years. (laughs) Essentially. (laughs) You know, adding new new stuff, taking some stuff out, rearranging
1: a few scenes. Well, because I I remember when we decided to to start rewriting the body bag, a lot of the things that had to be done is the dialogue. You know, for me especially, because I'm very dated in my dialogue, I use the dialogue, the terms that are, are modern. Right. So when we got to that point, it was 2006 when we started working on the the, the rework, the you know the the redraft, I guess yeah. you could call it. You know the terms that were used originally yeah, from 2000, changed. yeah, were different. So that was a lot of you know the the dialogue and the uh, you know over the years. I was only 22 years old. So, which is interesting because if you actually sit <laughs> and read the original draft. You were twenty years old. I was twenty-two, going into twenty-three. That was some strong writing for two young kids, essentially.
0: Right, right. Well, I mean, we, me, and you both been through a lot in our lives, and you know that came out in our writing. You know, we've been through, you know, moving, marriage, you know, things of that nature. So, I mean, you know, when we, when we when we wrote Body Bag, essentially, we took everything we knew about, you know, life. And stuff like that, you know, brought you know brought our past into it, you know, our love for horror movies.
3: Yes.
2: You know,
0: I mean, I've been watching horror movies since I was three years old, you know, that I can remember. You know, so taking a look back, you know, that was my inspiration. The original Nightmare on Elm Street, the original part of the Thirteenth series.
1: Scream played a big role in it.
0: Well, I mean, you know, Wes Craven. Yeah. Especially, I mean, you know. Because, I mean, Wes Craven is like a phenomenal writer. When it comes to horror movies, nobody can talk Wes Craven. I agree. You know, um, a lot of people might not agree with me, but, you know, that's that's your own fucking fault. <laughs> <laughs> Truthfully. Um, you know, and that comes out a lot in my writing, you know, the deep, dark, nightmarish type things. Because, you know, growing up in a big city of Tampa, you know, you've seen, you see you know, murders happen on the street. Real you life hear, horror. Yeah, you know, you hear about it every day. You know, um, so that's where a lot of that, and especially in body bag, came into effect because I've seen that on a daily basis. I heard about it every day. You know, people getting shot, people getting stabbed, cops not doing their job, cops getting shot and killed. You right. know, so you you learn and you pick up from that. And so when you write, you get that darkness, you know, like here recently I've been watching the, the TV show Southland.
2: Okay, and, yeah. You know,
0: you know, based... On the LAPD. Yeah. And, you know, I see a lot of truth in the show because I've seen it firsthand in Tampa. Right. You know, so I can relate. So when I, you know, when I originally wrote Body Bag, that's where I got most of my ideas. You know, and then a lot of the scenes came from just around town. Yeah. The old church, the old cemeteries and things
1: of that nature. Well, if I remember correctly, before we even started writing the script, didn't we? Like, okay, this is... These are the buildings that we want to shoot at. Wasn't that kind of the
0: concept? Or we, we... Well, well, we kind of saw, you know, well, when we first wrote Body Bag, we'd seen a few buildings like, okay, that would be... Because we were already in the process of trying to figure out how we wanted to do our scenes. Right. You know, we'd already figured out our characters. We figured out, you know, what kind of scenes we wanted to do. And then, as we were driving around town one day, you know, at the old hospital, right. the old church and stuff like that, then, we re- then that's when we actually started writing the script itself because that's where we came up with the idea of how to write the script because we knew exactly what we wanted to use right. scene-wise. So we knew how to write the script because we knew how the location was already going to look. So we could write the script from the scene. That's right. You right. know, Because it was like when we did the old hospital scene, when we wrote it. You know
1: that's still the best scene yeah, at all.
0: it is it you know we drove by that old hospital every day because it was right next to work right so we knew right from the get-go exactly how they were gonna go in what door they were gonna go in and everything else because we looked at the building every day
1: yeah we literally
2: inspected it
0: yeah you know and that was that was one of the fun things about writing body bag is we could actually pick the locations there in Arkansas right you know we knew what locations we wanted, we knew what we were looking for. And when we wrote the opening scene, actually you wrote the opening scene. With the priest.
2: Yes, yes. And
0: that was your that was your baby. You know, and you got that inspiration from the Methodist church three blocks down the road from the nursing. Yes, yes. You know, and that's why when you wrote it and you come to me with it, I was like, man, that's just perfect. Because I was thinking the same thing when you mentioned the priest, I was the first thought that came to my mind was that Methodist
1: church. And if you you would have to go, uh, can people Google it? I mean, can they Google a picture of like Methodist Church in Prescott,
0: Arkansas? They should. I mean, you know, I because I know uh, Google Google Maps was there in Hope, uh probably about a month and a half ago, updating the, the you know, oh, updating really? everything for Google Earth. So
1: it's the United Methodist Church? Right. Yeah.
0: Now, I believe it's the United Methodist Church. It might be the Presbyterian Church, it's one of the two.
1: Well try one of those two and it's we we pronounce it as Prescott, but it's actually spelled Prescott, P R E S C O T T, Arkansas, and you can get an aerial view. Of this thing,
2: it just it would have been.
0: Now, I believe the road is on West Second. Okay. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, it's on Second Street.
2: It's it's a huge. Yeah. For my my memory, it was a
0: huge. Uh, oh yeah, it's a huge church. I mean, you know, it's the old fashioned. You know, it looks like it actually looks like a Catholic church. Right. Not really, you know.
2: A Christian, yeah,
0: it looks more you know Catholic than it does Methodist, which is unbelievable to my you know,
2: right?
1: You know, for that area, one of the things also is since we're talking about writing the script, one of the things that I absolutely loved about writing the script, the original script, was we knew who the killer was, and yet we knew who it was, right? right? Remember, yeah, and. It was you, I think, who came up with the idea. Well, well, let's let's write direct the script this way to make it look like this character was the killer. Right. And then just when you think the killer, you figured it out. We purposely started putting clues towards the other person, so it was like a zigzag all the way through right, until right. the very end. You find out who the killer
0: is. Right. Because we, you know, we we pointed out three different people as a killer. Right. And then you know we zigzagged one. You know, make you think, okay, well, this is the killer, and then. You get about halfway through the movie and then you're like, no, this one's the killer. And then you get a little bit further in, right before you get the climax of the movie, and it's like, oh shit, no, it's, he's the killer. You know, and it's like, then we turn it another direction, and then you make them think, you know, it was all three.
2: Right.
1: I you know,
0: Until you finally get to the final end, and you're
1: like, what the fuck? <laughs> and a lot of, and actually, nobody knows this, uh, other than you and I, because I've never talked about this. It was originally supposed to be the first of a trilogy yes do you remember that yes and by the end okay because the first one was body bag single. yeah then body bags which is plural and body bagged, which
0: was supposed to sum everything up
1: right and by the end of the third one body bag you found because you realize that the other two you don't even realize we we were putting little bits and pieces and just because you think we got to the end of the story and we concluded the story that that was the actual conclusion. Right. And by the end of the third one, when we real revealed who the real figure was, who the real killer was, yeah. People were like, Oh shit. Yeah.
0: You remember that? Yeah. You know, but you know, we kind of scrapped, you know, body bags and body bags because of a simple fact we started getting goofy.
2: Right. Yeah. You know, they
0: started getting a little goofy and a little out there. And well, were because like, you know we'll screw it.
1: And in, in the original, it was you and I. We did the uh, the Vato Stoner. Right. Remember we did that scene. And um, they get killed in the very first one. Right. But then remember in the second one, they was it the second one or the third one? They come back
2: as ghosts. Remember?
1: Yeah,
0: I think it was. I think
1: it was the second one
0: that we were going to do that in. And. That's actually where we came up with the idea for Whorehouse Horrors when we did that one, if you don't remember that. Because we had the Whorehouse in the second one. Yes, yeah. And so we turned around and actually took the script and did Whorehouse Horrors. Instead of doing body body bags like we were planning on, we took the same script, took out the stoner and Bato ghost thing and wrote Whorehouse Horrors because everything was there that we needed. Right. Because we decided, you know, that's the trilogy wasn't going to work if we wanted to do what we wanted to do. Right. Because we just wanted that little bit of comic relief, I guess you would—the way you would put it. Yeah. Yeah. In all, a- th- in all three, and that's why we co- created the Stoner and Vato. And, you know, but by the time we got to the second script, it's like, okay, this isn't going to work. No. You know, it's too, com- you know, too much com- comedy for a horror film
2: right it was it was just kind of
0: it took away it took away from the basis of the story because that scene was just
1: too long now the interesting thing though was the original stoner and bothos scene in body bag worked yeah well
0: I mean the reason why I think the reason why it did work is for the simple fact of the way we set it up you know because his car breaks down he walks through the woods you know, and then there they are, sitting at a campfire. Yeah. So you're thinking, okay, you know, Jason's going to walk up any minute. You know, see these two stoners sitting there, bullshit. <laughs> right. You know. Smoking and, weed. Yeah, smoking <laughs> weed, bullshit. you know, you see the tent in the background, stuff like that. You know, you can tell they're homeless. Right. You know, but they're potheads. You know, so. And that's what you, and that's, we when we set it up like that, you know, that's what you were expecting, was Jason to walk up. And then here comes the figure.
1: you know, and that's the funny thing is, is there is a lot of, like, weed reference and pot humor in there. Oh, yeah. But but in reality, we are not potheads. <laughs> Have not been in years. And and even at that point, when we were that young. Right. You know, it, it, was, it was not, well, especially in Prescott, Arkansas.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, even though weed was rampant in that area, you know, you could get it anywhere, but still, we weren't potheads, you know. We just... That's the way we joked around because we were around potheads most of our lives. Right. So, you know, we knew what we were getting into.
1: So then after we did Body Back, uh, and, you know, that was, that was, it was fun. You know, it, was, it was just something that if I ever given an opportunity, I mean, I know now things are different, but ever given an opportunity to try to do something like that again. Because, you know, you were in Florida at the time, and, you know, I was here in California, and I, I had actually started pre-production on right. You know the the remake, and that just fell the hill. And that's something that I would love to do. In fact, one one of these days, I'll have to show you pictures instead of doing it in Arkansas. Right. Um, I even thought about doing it out in Ely, Nevada, which is more of a mining town. Yeah. And to me, it it's more desolate
0: then Prescott. Right. Well, I mean the reason why we use Prescott is that's where, we live in. That's you know, where we're living. You know, that's where we were at. But I mean, you know, at the same time, it was the we were looking for the small town setting. Right. You know, not nothing really desolate, just a small town out in the middle of nowhere, you know, where crime doesn't happen. Right. You know, and that's what Prescott and even the Hope area and vodka and stuff like that, just that area in general. Crime
1: didn't happen. No, not not then. Yeah. You do know, you not, remember, nothing like that anyway. Do you remember Doing the the disembowel scene. Remember when we were talking about how we were trying to figure out how to, you know, because characters could be disemboweled. Right. Remember, remember? how you came up with the yeah, idea? Yeah, I come
0: up I actually come up with the idea after watching um, Last House, the original Last House on the Left by Wes Craven. You know, and I went through and I watched it, and then, I, you know, on DVD, and they had the special features telling how he did it in the movie, which was nothing but peanut butter and jelly and condoms.
2: Yeah. And I was like, the fake blood.
1: Yeah.
0: And <laughs> actually, no. That's what the jelly was.
1: Oh, was that what that was? Yeah. It was
0: jelly. It was just grape jelly. Grape and strawberry jelly mixed together. Yeah. And oh, yeah. with peanut butter. And that – so it made it look like, you know, an intestine. And he used a little bit of fake blood on the outside and stuff like that because that's where the blood in my hands came from. But, you know, that's where I came up with the idea because I'm like –
1: that's ingenious, yeah.
0: because yeah, that was going to be our biggest problem was how to disembowel somebody and make it look real. Right. And that was as real as we could get. Especially we were, on a
1: shoestring budget.
0: Right. You know, and even though the original Last House on Left was a little grainy, that's the way I wanted to shoot body back was that grainy 70s, early 80s feel.
2: Right.
1: You know, incidentally, you know that was just shot right up the road. Right last house it was, i mean yeah. up here yeah yeah i knew here. it was
0: shot up here you know and that's you know because that was the thing that interested me when i watched the original you know i've, I've seen the remake and it's not bad i mean truthfully you know west craven has got a better mind you know they there are some things that i would have changed on the remake but all in all it was a good remake
3: yeah
2: it was pretty
0: good. um but, you know, Wes Craven had that mind where, you know, he was, you know, he has a sickening mind. Right. And, you know, that's the way I like, that's the way I always wanted to write was with that sick, twisted thought. Speaking of sick, twisted thought, uh, do you want to talk about the Typhius project? Are you okay to talk about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that was just, a you know, a project that, it was a good idea, you know, co-creators you know things fell through with them you know but that to me I was upset the project fell through I mean I really wish the project would have continued because it was a very good story
1: and we had investors this time yeah I mean it was a very good
0: story I mean now there was a few things that were going to be tricky you know film wise right and we knew that but you know when the writer you know the story creators and stuff like that we had our creative differences I guess you would say right you know they want to do it their particular way and I knew how to write a script they had no clue how to do any of this stuff and so they didn't want to listen right and so you know the creative the creativeness kind of fell apart and that was
1: and it was fun to, to write the script because remember you called me and, and I was actually doing the screenplay right and that was some fun time for me, I have to admit. You know, I was getting up early in the morning, taking Jay to school, stopped by, got a big-ass monster, sat there, drink my monster, smoked my cigarette, <laughs> you know, type away. Right. The script. And um, do you remember I called, and I I said, I, I'm not going to use the chick's name, but there was a, a chick involved. You yeah. Know, and the writing, well, the, the creative team, the three yeah. of you, we came up with the story there was a chick involved. And I called and I said, the chick wrote this this part of the scene you remember me saying that yeah. and you're like well, how
2: do you know and i'm
1: like because a dude would never say that yeah and so i mean there were some things that i had to. it was completely different because you and i we, we've always had an ability to kind of run off of each other right you know i can we, throw you an idea and you you can take off with it from there but with some points it was it was different. it was yeah you
0: know I mean, it was a good project. I think. Yeah. It, it, it was. The, the, I think the biggest problem with that project was, you know, it wasn't my idea. So, you know, when I threw, when I when I sent the project over to you for the screenplay, you know, you were always constantly calling me. It's like, well, you know, what are you all talking about? You know, how do we figure this out? And I was like, well, you know, well, let me relook at the script. You know, let me call you back and I'll figure it out from there. And you know without my input, I think the script would have been shit.
2: I agree. You
0: know, and, you know, because just the simple fact that the script itself was a good script it had a lot of holes.
2: Yeah. You know, and, and that's what that's what you
1: and I were doing. Was, was filling the gap. Trying to fill in, yeah.
0: Right. And, you know, a lot of the idea for Typhies actually came from Stephen King's book, It.
1: Yeah, I kind of felt that.
0: You know, um, but it also come from where I grew up, too, because the opening scene, back out the pit, you know, and the drainage ditch and stuff like that, we there was actually one by my house.
1: Oh, was there? Yes. In Fort Walton, or? No,
0: down in Tampa. Oh, okay. And, you know, where where we all grew up, you know, me and the other guy at the project grew up. You know, it was actually... Maybe a quarter mile from my house, but right behind his where he was living, and but since I hung out in that area a lot, you know I knew the area pretty well, and so that drainage ditch, you know, we knew where it was at, we knew what it looked like, and that's where the idea for the opening came in, right? You know, because there was for a time a homeless guy actually living down there. Oh, really? Yeah, and so that's where the idea of using the homeless guy came into play, because I mean, you know, you got a big drainage ditch, things like that. But also, too, the layer, his layer actually came from the idea from, I believe, part of it was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Really? Yeah, you know, because they had their their sewage layer. No, they had sewer and stuff like that. You know, I'm a big geek at heart, you know, so. And then the other part was from, I believe, let me see, I believe it was um, Return of the Living Dead Part 3.
1: Is that the. That's not. Which one is that?
0: That's the one with the chick on the back of the motorcycle and she gets killed with a and the boyfriend, his dad works in the army. And, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, Raise he yeah, her yeah. back and. Yeah. She does all the piercings to try to keep from eating people. Right, right. I remember that. And, you know, she stayed in that, like, underground lair because that's where she met the homeless guy and she ate him. Right. And, you know, that's where part of it came from, too. You know, just bits and pieces. And then even part of it came from uh, Return of the Living Dead Part 2. Because in that one. You know that's where the drum fell at the beginning of the movie was in that mm-hmm. drainage ditch yes. so <clears throat> you know my ideas come from different movies right and you know if i can take you know and the good thing is if i can take the best scenes or even the worst scenes of six different movies and write it into one script and rewrite the, you know take make it the, a new story yeah make it the whole thing a new story and take out the crap. Right. You know, that's the big thing. If you're going to write a script or even a story and you're getting your idea from somebody else, take out the crap, add your own good, you know, add what you think should be there. I mean, I'm not saying plagiarize if you're going to write a story, you
1: know, but well, not taking taking elements from another story is not plagiarism. Taking piece of the script, right, and putting it, that's plagiarism. Right.
0: You know, you know, especially script writing, you know, if you if you see a movie, and you you want to write a script, and you see this movie, and you're like, that would be awesome. Okay, put that in your script.
2: Right.
4: Absolutely.
0: But don't use it the way they did in the movie, or even the book. Make it your own. Yeah. Make it your own. Make a few changes. You know, because even, and, and another thing with the Typhius project too, was the lair. A part of that came from Wes Craven's idea. Right. You know, a nightmare in Elm Street because he had the boiler, the boiler room, boiler room for yes.
2: Freddie. So,
0: I mean, you know, that to me, taking all those ideas and changing them and making them one. Right. Is even from it, you know, because it, where they do? They went down in the sewers to find him. Right. He had his own little lair. So, you know, all those concepts together, you know, we took them, we rewrote them, and Made a combined effort to change everything from the
1: get go. Because I remember you called me and you shot me the idea, you know, and um, that's when I, I decided to to be a producer, you know, on the project. Right. Um, you shot me the idea, and I was like, "Oh, wow." Well, number one, I was just excited at the fact that after all those years, that you had decided that you're going to make another movie, set *The Body back, you know, and the, the story I thought was solid. And unfortunately for you, and I, I mean, I knew you were handling it pretty well, but I could hear you know, the tension in your voice. For example, you know, because every single day, like you mentioned, I called you, and we were going right. to tackle a scene. And I, I called you, and I was like, okay, opening scene, are we, are we doing it in a five wide? Are we doing it in a three medium? You know, they had no clue what the hell I was talking about. Right. But you knew because you've been there. Right. So you had to put in a little bit more extra input. And at the same time, try to explain it to your creative team, and I could tell it was—it was starting to really bog you. Yeah, it was because I mean, you know,
0: they—they they weren't wanting to listen to my side of everything because I knew everything from, you know, if we wanted to go three medium, five wide, you know, thirty-five millimeter. If we even thought about going that route, you know, because um, you know, I wanted the grainy feel for Typhus, but not the old-school 60s, 70s grainy, but... Right, not, you know, not
1: running on Super 8. <laughs> right,
0: right, you know, not the Super 8, but, you know, just a little, just enough grit to make it darker. You know, not enough grit to make it look like the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where it looked like, you know, somebody shot it with a
1: handycam. Right. <laughs> so... Have you seen the new, not, not to change the subject, but have you seen the new red cameras? No, I have not. Oh, my God, the handbasket Man. It is all pure digital... It's um, it's it's higher than HD. I, I can't remember what the specs were. Yeah. But the specs were like ridiculously... I, I think just the red one was like $14,000 just the red one in a month period. Ooh, that's ridiculous. Um, Have you seen Kevin Smith's Red State yet? Yes. Okay, he he shot that on a, a Super... No. Is it a Super Red or a Red? He neither, he, I think he shot it on a Red because you have a red and then you have the the premium is the super red he shot that you notice how the the picture just had that more clear cut crisp look to it that's because he shot it on the the red cameras. oh my god I wish I wish I could get my hands on one of those oh yeah yeah that would be awesome you
0: know especially I think that would be good for body bag because you know there are certain scenes in body bag that are a little dark yes you know and crisper you have it in the dark scenes the better it is because you can see everything.
1: You can make it out better. Right.
0: You know, it's like some of the new movies now, you know, you get to a dark scene and you can't see nothing. Unless you're in a pitch black room with your TV on and even then you still can't see it.
1: Well, best case scenario is i seen the remake of uh, Evil Dead. i watched it. You haven't seen it yet? Not yet. Um, you know, because I have my, my laptop and I, I, what we call it here, and you know what I'm talking about. We have the Oscars cut. Yeah. You know the the Oscars edition that we get sent in the mail, and uh, I hooked my lap up t- to my HDMI on my big screen, and I watched it. And a lot of it is dark. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm literally almost standing up to the TV trying to make out what it's, it's, you know, because I couldn't make out what it was the they were portraying on the screen because it was so dark. Yeah. Now. If they would have shot it with a red, it would have been a lot
0: better. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, that, and that's the thing about, you know, writing or shooting a movie, you know, if if it's too dark, you're going to lose your audience. You know, that that's that's plain and simple. Right. But, you know, if you shoot it in a medium darkness, where you can actually make things out and see everything...
1: They have, like, low, low up yeah, reflection. Just,
0: yeah, just low up reflection or low down reflection, either one. You know then you know if you can actually make out what they look like and things of that nature even on HD you know it makes them, you don't lose your audience because by, by the time you get to a dark scene in the movie especially if like half your movie dark
2: right
0: or even a quarter of your movie dark by the time you get to that dark scene somewhere in the middle even if it's in the middle
1: you're gonna lose your audience so are you kind of where I'm at as far as being like the CEO of a company you are just kind of burnt out on it or or is there still more in you that you want to do to make the movie what what what's still what's there for you what's
2: what's the road ahead
0: well the, the thing is i want to continue but at the same time you know life has got me going other places right you know so as it stands right now i'm going to put a i'm putting a hiatus put a hiatus on everything
1: well that's what since 11 2000,
0: 2011 yeah, 2011 what? you know after the whole tachius incident uh-huh. You know, I put a hold on everything because, you know, I was very upset with the way it all turned out and stuff like that. So, I figured I'm going to go ahead and put a hold on it, get back to just publishing books for right now with so zombie
2: works. you're just going to focus
1: on zombie works?
0: I'm going to focus on zombie works for now and, you know, kind of throw my own stories out there from time to time. You know, with zombie works through the anthologies, and things like things of that nature.
1: So you're going to stick with anthologies,
0: um, for now. Um, now things might change. You know, we, you know, if people want to submit a book for editing. You know, that's that's great. You right. Know. Um, that's their choice. You know, um, short stories they're easier, faster to put together.
2: Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. You know,
0: they're real quick to put together, real easy to do. You know, it takes ten minutes to read through a fifteen page story, you know, and then you can do your editing from there and then boom, you're done. Because and you can go to the next short story.
1: When you hired me to do the the vampire anthology, the the uh, You Can't Kill Me, I'm already dead anthology. Yeah. When you hired me to do that, it was really easy for me to get because you you gave me all the stories and I was able to go through because you had already edited everything. And I was able to get it formatted fairly quickly. And so I understand what you mean about with the short stories because it's it's not like going through a novel because when you go through a novel you have to make sure there's no holes in this a gigantic story that's being told. Right. But in a short story, there's typically there's not that many holes. And, and if there was it'd
2: just be rejected, to right. be honest with you.
0: Well, typically with a short story, too, you know, there's not going to be a big hole, a big gaping hole or gap in the story because it's only 15, maybe 20 pages. Right. You know, so, I mean, something that that short, why would you jump from, you know, a massive, you know, I'm just going to say a massive scene, you know, climax of the story and then jump to something like, you know, like, what the hell?
2: Right.
0: You know, that would be stupid. Because with a short story, you know, it's quick, it's simple. You know, most people, especially for me, it takes me about 20 to 30 minutes to write a good short story if the idea is there. Sometimes I get writer's block and it might take me a couple weeks. But, you know, a 15-page story is just that, a story. Right. You know, you figure your beginning, you figure your end, and then you write it from there. Because the rest of the story is going to come to you. If you know how you want to start your story, even if you know how to just finish your story. Then you know where. To, then you can figure out where to start, and because you already know how it's going to
2: end. Right.
0: You know. Um. Because once you figure out your ending, everything else just falls into place. Because then you can then you know how to start from the beginning, go to the end. Because you know how it's going to end. You know, if it winds up, you start out with a 15-page story. You want to write about 10-15 pages, and you wind up with a 25-page story. That's fine. Yeah. You know. You can always go back through later and cut the bullshit
2: oh yeah, that's that's
1: the thing you can always go back, cut it, or add more
0: right, and that's the good thing about short stories is you can, you know once, you, once you're done, like I said it takes 15-20 minutes to read hour, depending on your situation edit it, you're like okay, well, no, I don't like this I don't like that you go through, you change a few things Reread it do another draft and you know, you can revise it as many times as you want to and it don't take long to do a revision. Right. Because it don't take long to read Read, it. right. You know, you do a 300, 400-page novel, it could take you a week to read it. And, you know, but then you got to dissect it chapter by chapter. And then once you dissect each chapter, then you got to go back and read the whole thing from beginning to end to make sure there's no holes. Even though you've already done each chapter, there might be a, a gap between chapter one and chapter two.
1: Well, that's one thing I respect about you is the fact that... Um... You do all your editing. Now, me, I go and I hired editors because by the time I read that motherfucker like three times, I'm like, forget it. I'm done. I don't want to read it no more. Right. So I I respect (laughs) the fact that you do all your editing. And I know it's, it's a heavy task. So you're going to continue to work solely on publishing. Yeah. Now, now, how's that been for you? Because you actually just read the CNN article about me. Right, and one and I'm gonna let you listen to the. I actually after I read it, and I started getting re, you know responses from my friends and family and stuff. Oh, I was I was being a little emo bitch, man. I, I was just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, people I right, me, you go. And and I think even though I'm still moving forward, you know, uh, we, we're coming out with a new book, and you know we're coming out with the uh, MythWorks book right. this year. We're still coming up with new stuff from MythWorks, but as far as us bringing in new writers, like we had done in the last ten years, that's not happening. Anymore. Right.
0: Well, I mean, you but know, that's what you're looking for. You want new writers. Yeah, I want it. the writers because you know I'm, I'm wanting zombie works to take off. You know, and you know without without the writers, <laughs> I really don't have a company.
4: You
2: right. You know, I have
0: nothing to publish without the writers. Right. You know, I pref- like I said, you know, I prefer putting the anthologies together, short stories. You know, the longer st- you know, the longer novels, stuff like that, I don't mind. They just take forever to do, especially when I do everything myself. I don't outsource anything. You know, and that's the only problem about long novels is, you know, I'm doing my short stories and trying to put my anthologies out while I'm trying to edit this novel. Right. So it makes it harder to edit a novel, but I'm looking to do novels. And know, eventually
2: get there. Yeah,
0: I'm eventually going to get there. I mean, once I get to the novels, you know, I might outsource my novels.
1: Now, Anthology was your first one,
3: Mm-hmm.
1: and then you did the Vampire Anthology. Right. What's What's
2: number three?
0: I'm not sure. Um, you know, most of these you know most of the old monsters are pretty outdated. Right, You know, I mean, if you're not writing about werewolves, vampires, or things of that nature, you know, there's no really good monster anthology out there, you know. Um, I'm thinking about doing werewolf stories out next. Um, you know, because everything right now, especially, to me, Twilight's gay. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, I, I mean, it's a... A,
0: it's, it's a gay vampire and a gay <laughs> werewolf story, you know. I mean, it, truthfully... You know, when you're looking at the vampires in Twilight, it's like, okay, that's just fucking gay. It is. The storyline would have been would have been better if it wasn't for the glittery fucking vampires. I mean, don't and get me wrong. And they have fakes. Yeah. That don't, was my big Right. You know, don't get me wrong. The storyline itself was good. For it, what it was. For what it was. But, you know, if it would have been just... You know, if, anything. You know, if you would have been you know, just some guy that, you know, just a family that knew how to live forever and they weren't vampires, you know, it would, be a, it would have been a good love story. Right. But, you know, it's the glittery vampire that got <laughs> you. You know, and a werewolf that wasn't me. You know, I mean, come on. Right. You know, that takes away from everything we know about classic war. You know, Bram Stoker, you know, Bella Lugosi and stuff like that. You know, they
1: made... No, that's when you say that because that was actually one of my favorite stories in the monster mythology was Sarah St. John's Bella uh Bella Gossi story. Yeah, I,
0: I that uh, was actually a really good story. I mean, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, you know, like I said, my next project might be werewolves. It might be zombies. You know, you know, I got a big fascination with zombies and the zombie apocalypse. Right. So, I, I think
1: that's another thing that we have in common. You yeah. Know, because.
0: You know, I'm a big, huge fan of George J. Romero. Right. And John Russo. I mean, come on. John Russo. Yeah. Russo, yeah, yeah. Come on. I mean, you know, a zombie movie is a zombie movie. I mean, there's some there's some crap ones out there.
1: I remember when you started with the uh, zombie works, there was uh, some confusion originally that you were Johnny Right. R- right. Right. Russo.
0: Right. You know, there was that big confusion because that's, you know, somehow I'm related to him. I don't know how, if I, even if I am. You know, and that was the big confusion, because, you know, they associated zombie works with Return of the Living Dead, the original Night of the Living Dead, you know, and stuff like that. So, you know, they're thinking, oh, well, zombie works, you wrote zombie movies. Right, right. They put the two, they put the connection together, but what they did, what they failed to realize was, his name is John A. Russo. I'm L. Alan Russo. Right. You know, and they, that's where they didn't make the connection.
1: Now, are you still doing the L. Alan Russo? Because I know that you originally, and and I, I have to admit this is my fault, <laughs> because originally you just wanted to be Alan Russo. Yeah. And I I've always made that an identifier. You know, with my sister, when I put her out in publication, I put that C, Rebecca C. Loffreda. You know, just right. Just because if you put in Rebecca Loffreda, you'll pull up many people, but if you put in Rebecca C. Loffreda, right, you get her. Same thing with me, David K. Montoya. Yeah. And then with you, because I know you by your middle name, which is Alan. Right. And then, so instead of putting the middle initial, since you use your middle name, I put your first name
4: initial.
0: Right. it actually works out better that way business-wise. Because then, you know, you can keep your business separate from your personal life. You know, because without that first initial, you know, everybody's like, oh, so you're that guy. Right. You know, you know. Especially, like, when we wrote Body Bag. You know, when a lot of people read it, said, hey, it's a good script, blah, 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 even Smash. You know, we put the L in front.
1: Right. I'm getting the Smash, though. Yeah.
0: You know, we put the L in front. <clears throat> Just for the simple fact that, you know, if somebody read it and didn't like it, you know, we could have been talking about any anybody else named Alan, L. Alan Russo. Right. It didn't have to be you. It didn't have to be me. You know, so, and that's
1: why... I, I can. That's why I like that. Was it aspect? Was it originally? Correct me if I'm wrong, but when we wrote, was body bag or smash? Before the L Allen Russo, it was L A Russo, wasn't it? Yeah. L A Russo yeah, Jr. We, that yeah. Was we your,
0: the, yeah, we put the L A instead of that was so nobody would associate. You know, they would just look at the L A and the last name. Nobody would yeah. would think about it, but you know, it didn't work. It just didn't click. And then you because know, people were thinking, L A, yeah. And then we saw. you know, and yeah, <laughs> and then you know we turned then we then we originally after that we changed it to uh, AJ Russo and left off the junior, right? And that didn't work either, you know, Um, just didn't click, didn't sound right, you know. And you know how I am, you know, right? If I'm gonna be out there, I want people to know who I am, right? And that that's the
1: that's the whole basis of uh, changing your name or uh, modifying your name,
2: right? Just because.
1: If you type in L. Allen Russo Jr., it's you, brother.
0: You know, yeah. there's nobody else out there. Right. You, it's you. Right. And that that's what I like because, you know, if you look me up on the internet, on Google, and type in L. Allen Russo, that's what you're going to get. You know, you're not going to get a million different people. Right. I mean, granted, you know, Google, they're going to take the first letter and they're going to do all that crap. Yeah, you are going to pop up some web pages from some guy named, you know... Larry Russo, or right. you know, Lorraine Russo, or whatever you know, you get some goofball crap. But on the flip side, you know, ninety percent of the time, you type in my name in Google, I pop up.
2: Right. So
1: here's the thought, because you know, we we haven't even touched about the new play and what happened with you know how because of the investing, you end up losing it. And all that good stuff. Yeah. So, if you were to ever come out with a movie, would you actually go back and try to repurchase New Blood, or would you go with Zombie Work films? Um,
0: probably I'd wind up going with Zombie Works films. I mean, because to me, after losing New Blood,
2: it's it's in the past now.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty much dead. You know, a lot of people got upset when my investors pulled out and I lost the company, I had to sell it. A lot of people got pissed. And, you know, so, and they they told me several times, like, well, if you want to start another company, we're behind you, but we're not going to do it under the name of Big new
2: Just because of that poor rap?
0: Yeah, because they don't want to get their name associated with that poor image. Right. Which wasn't my fault. You know, it was basically, I guess the way it worked out was, you know, I did some invest, you know, had some investors come in. You know, it made the whole type of this project. Yeah. Fell apart. Investors pulled out. Got pissed off.
1: And, you know, and, and to be honest with you, I have to say that I do feel bad about that. Because I was the one that introduced you to Angel.
0: Right. You know, Angel got paid back. You know, so, you know, I, I paid my back my investors. But the problem was, now, with that bad omen over New Blood, you know, I don't want to go back to that. Right. I mean, you know, New Blood. It was a good run. We had a lot of fun, but
1: well, I'm looking forward to the New Blood films book that's coming out, The Rise and the Fall of New Blood Films. Oh, right yeah, is yeah. that is that still the working title?
0: Oh yeah. Um, you know, unless things change, but you know, we're still going to work on that, and that way, so everybody knows the full detail from beginning to end on how everything started, how everything ended up. You know, the bad the bad calls I've made, bad investments that I've done. The good investments that I've, that I've come up But with. I
1: was going to say, but that, you know, in retrospect, if you really have to think about it, that's business. Oh, yeah. That's business, brother. I've made plenty of bad investments. Let me tell you oh, right yeah. now. I
0: mean, you know, there's times that, you know, somebody come up to me with a script and we're like, hey, you know, I got this good script and I read it and I'm like, dude, this is shit. You know, and get a lot of bad press. Right. But, you know, that's not what I was looking for at the time, you know. When... I was pre- any anytime I was presented with a script, I'm looking for quality, not quantity. Right. Anybody can write a script that's got a lot of bullshit.
1: Now let me ask you a question because now you're back in Hope, Arkansas. Yeah. Does this is your persona out there, like coming out here? You know, people know you as writer, former director, you know, producer. Now you're publisher CEO. Is that like that out there in Arkansas, or is it just like Alan Russo kind of kickback southern?
0: It's more like Alan Russo kickback. Nobody really knows who I am, you know. And I like to keep it that
1: way. I was gonna say, do you like it that yeah, way? Yeah, I
0: like it that way, especially when I'm home. Because um, when I'm home, I don't want people coming to me like, "Hey, I read your book. It's a good book." Blah blah blah. No, I don't want that crap. You know. I mean, I don't like it. Don't get me wrong. You know. But my thing is. If you read my book, fine. you read my book. Right. You know, if you want an autograph, fine. I'll, I'll, you know, sign an autograph for your book.
1: Actually, I do want an autograph, son, bitch. (laughs) I got two of your books that I want autographed. All right. I'll get that done. You know,
0: and, you know, my thing is, I don't mind doing that kind of thing. I don't mind doing book signings and things of that nature. But, I mean, when I'm home, I want to spend time with my family.
2: Right.
0: You know, I don't want everybody and their mama coming up to me at Walmart or... Local gas station or the local Pizza Hut or something like that.
1: Just kind of invading your privacy. Yeah, right?
0: you know, when I go out to eat or go to Walmart, I don't want a million people just to flock to me and be like, "Hey, I li- read your book. I like your book. Blah 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 blah." You know, to me, this—that's—I don't want to be the celebrity. Right. You know, if you read my books and you like them, you know, you like my editing read my stories, like my stories, stuff like that. That's fine. You know, you want an autograph, no big deal. I don't mind doing, like I said, I don't mind doing it, but I don't want to be the celebrity. Right. You know, that's why most of the time I don't put my pictures in the books, things of that nature. See, and I was going to
1: ask you is, for example, even though you are the CEO, you know, people, again, they instantly gravitate to you being a writer-director. Right, right. For me, people just gravitate to, "Oh, you're that fucker that runs Mythworks." Yeah. You know, how is that? I mean, what is what is the difference that you do that makes people see you as a writer, director, or a creative person, as where people see me as the businessman? What what do you do differently?
0: I guess it is is from the fact that I started my business From the ground up. As the writer, as the director, I wrote all my you know, I wrote all my stories, I wrote all my scripts, you know, directed produced all my movies by myself. Right. With no staff. So, you know, when I became CEO of even New Blood, people looked at it as like, oh, okay, yeah, I know who he is. He used to to write the movies for New Blood. Right. But that was
1: Russo Films, right? Right. Russo Films was original.
0: Yeah, that was back when it was Russo Films. You know, and... When when I did that originally and started writing, you know, creating the movies and putting them out there, you know, in small theaters and stuff like that in Florida, you know, and even doing theater productions.
2: Right, in high school.
0: Yeah, in high school and even, you know, even after high school I did theater productions for a while. And, you know, I wrote all my own stories. So when I became CEO which kind of just fell in my lap because you know I owned the company I was the only one in the company right
1: you, you're responsible to take care of that shit
0: right so you know but they looked at it from the point you they know,
1: saw you as a creative person first
0: right because everything everything that came out of Russo Films and then eventually New Blood I was the only person involved right until we met and then once we met then you I fucked things up <laughs> no you didn't really fuck it up you know, but once we met, you know, then I felt new blood was going to go in a different direction. I was wanting it to go in a different direction anyway. I just right. didn't have that creative, I guess, creative backing from somebody else right. to make it go the direction I wanted to. Because you know, it was my ideas. Everything was mine.
1: So you're, you're saying that if if I hadn't published everybody else's works and published just continued to publish my own stuff. That that stigma of me being this just the CEO wouldn't have been so. They would have actually seen me more as a writer. Right, right.
0: Okay. You know because you know if if you want to start your own company, you know start it from the ground up. Do it yourself. Edit your own books. Edit. You know, yeah. If you get submissions, you know, like I did with the anthology, you know, I did all the editing. Right. You know they they sent it to me. I edited everything, and then I then I you know I published it.
2: Right.
0: So you know. And that's where the creativeness comes from because I you know, money doesn't change in my hands and nothing like that. Right. You know, somebody buys a book, okay, you know, a portion of the sales goes to my checking account, the rest of it, you know, and it's done automatically. I right. don't even I don't touch it, I don't look at it. Right. So, you know, to me being a CEO trying to run everything, you know, and when you're doing it yourself and you have no other employees, right? Being a CEO and them looking at you as a writer's completely in one concept because if you're writing or even editing and you you are the CEO and you're the only person in the company, right? Or even if you have one or two other people that you know that you got working like you know CPAs things of that nature to make sure the money is going where it needs to go. Um. You're still CEO. All you're doing is you are just you know you let the CPAs do their thing. You focus on what you got to focus on, and you know like when I write, I write my stories. I edit my own stories. You know sometimes I send them to you for editing, right? Just to get your just to get your opinion. You know, and I don't outsource them to you. I don't pay you to edit it. No, I just send it to you to read, and then you say like, "Hey, you know." Well, the only thing that would, would work better. The only thing that you've
1: actually paid me to do, and that is being the book producer, but that's a an actual job that has to be done. Right, and and though you're my best friend, you know, something like that when it when it comes into actually producing books, being the book producer, that's a, a task that
2: I will not do for free. Right, I I, I wouldn't even do that for my sister. Yeah, you know,
3: yeah, it, it's one of those things. Yeah.
1: All right, kids. Well, I just looked at the timer and realized we're we're out of time. But you're going to be here for next week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll pick up and we'll, we'll talk more because we pretty much covered a lot, but we haven't even got into, you know, Smash or the story that you wrote. Um, you can't kill me, I'm already dead, right? That's right, right. We haven't even touched on those things. So right. there's more to talk about. Oh, yeah. So for this week, I'm David K. Montoya. I'm Alan Russo. And come back next week, kids, as we continue to look for the answer to the age-old question of who's the boss. Have a great day, guys. All right, kids. That was pretty interesting. Uh, you know, he actually, he just came out. Well, he hasn't come out with a movie forever. I think I think his movie days are pretty much over. Um, I think he's found more stable work in the self-micro-publishing with his zombie works. In fact, uh, I was a part of it this year. He released uh, a brand new anthology called Zombie Epic Demic. It's uh, Z-O-M-B-I-E, Epic, E-P-I-C, and then Demic, D-E-M-I-C. And I, I have a, a short story in it. And, yeah, he's doing pretty good. I mean, he's going, he's he's. I know he's talking about a couple more things that he wants to do as far as publishing. I don't, Honestly, I don't know. He hasn't said anything about movies anymore. I, I guess it's just something that's kind of away from him nowadays. All right, kids. Let's go ahead and jump into episode number two for this week. As we dig around, let's go in and see what we can find here. Let's see. Big money, big money. No whammies, no whammies. Let's do Scene Red, number 70. Nerds Just Want to Have Fun. Originally released April twenty eighth 2014, and it reads, This week we open to not only a new theme song, but a special introduction by a podcaster in training. All of this... Causes Rebecca, Aaron, and Dave to fire on all cylinders as they get seriously nerdy and dive deep down the rabbit hole with talk about anime, TV show, and of course, comic books. All right, I don't remember this, so let's find out who the guest podcaster is and all the nerdy stuff that we have. In Scene Red, number 70, nerds just want to have fun. Hey,
4: boys. Welcome to Scene Red. I'm so
1: glad. That was my daughter. What she was saying was, hey, boys and girls, welcome to Scene Red. I'm David K. Montoya.
5: I'm Reksi Lofgren. And
1: I'm Aaron Illich. We were doing a sound check the other day, and... She she was doing the testing testing one too, and we just I was paused I was working on the volume, and then all of a sudden she's like, "Hey boys and girls, welcome to Scene Red. I'm Zoe." And then the the last part where she said Mongrass, I'm like, "No no no, Montoya Montoya," but we just stuck with Mongrass. <laughs> um, yeah, that was just I I had to open with that. That was too adorable. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's get right into it. Welcome to episode seventy.
5: Seventy. Seven
1: day. Seven day. Uh there's no animal sex news, sorry guys. I looked. I mean I spent some time, at least like an hour and a half looking for animal sex news. Couldn't find none. Couldn't find the only thing was is that the the guy that was associated with the Wu Ting clan, and I don't even know, I think we might have talked about it in the last episode. He castrated himself and then he tried to kill himself by yeah. jumping from a two-story building. building. He, yeah, he survived. And he lived. Of course. You know. You know that fucker when he, he wakes up from anesthesia, he's going to open his eyes, he's going to go,
6: "Oh!" Yeah, all the pain in the world's going to rush down to his pelvic area. No, yeah. He's going
5: to rush to his, his dignity, and his pride.
1: <laughs> Um. So, what we're gonna do is the only thing interesting that I found was like comic related. So, we're gonna have pretty much a lot of geek stuff tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh Let's see. Let me pull up my first thing. So, how are you? Can you? Can everybody hear me? Okay. By the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We're running some new equipment and headphones and all that good stuff. Okay. The very first thing I'm gonna run into is Sin City. Did you like the first Sin City? Yeah, I did. It, it, really good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they've released the trailer for Sin City 2. Have you seen it?
5: No, but I knew it was coming out because I've been like looking at all the movies that are coming out. I've been looking at it since last year. Oh, really? Every every like So often I'll get on and be like, what's coming out next year?
1: This year. Okay. Well, go ahead and watch the TV behind me. This is the trailer for Sin City 2.
3: Just another Saturday night.
6: the fragile thing staring me up how much I love you
5: Dwight, is that you
6: what I gotta do she owns me she was an angel when she wishes it we die one of these days she'll pull the
4: trigger <laughs> it's a good game
3: U.P. Basketball Basketball ah!
5: There's a name to kill
3: for.
1: Sin City's where you go in with your eyes open, or you don't come out at all.
6: It looks good. It looks really good. Is it me or is, it... is Joseph Gordon-Levitt just becoming this badass? Yeah, like okay. What was that movie that we seen when with Bruce Willis? Uh, I
5: can't remember. Looper. Looper yeah, Looper. Yeah.
6: That was a good fucking movie. We didn't
5: even know that was him. I had to like... No, yeah, we were like, like wait, is that is him? who is that guy?
6: Yeah, I was
1: like, have we Because seen... he had all the prosthetics yeah. on? What was it? I remember you said he had a nose prosthetic. Yeah, like,
5: he, they made him look like he was old.
1: Yeah. Really? He had a nose it prosthetic, and like a, a forehead yeah. prosthetic. It was like... They tried to match him up to Bruce, Bruce, Willis. Bruce Willis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
5: But then, like I said, I, I talked about this before. It he looked too old to be Bruce Willis. Like he
6: look okay. Bruce Willis, you look younger than the guy. Not that was younger, to play but him. he
5: looked really close in age. You're know, supposed yeah. to be like a 25 year, year old or 30 year gap or something. Yeah, really. It was a good movie, but yeah,
6: other than that. I haven't. I is it on Netflix yet? I don't.
5: Think I don't so. think so,
6: but I'm pretty sure you can find it on demand.
5: Uh-huh. Maybe on like HBO
6: or something by now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If the Pobbit's on HBO now, that should be on HBO. I'll have to look. It, it's because, a good movie. Because we still have, uh, we're
1: getting free HBO and Cinemax until the 30th. May 30th or
6: April Ours 30th. Is- they got you on that shit too? Yeah.
5: Ours is running out next month.
6: Yeah. Yeah. They were supposed to give us a whole bunch of fucking... They were supposed to give us a gift card, and they were like, no, just take the discount, it'll be cheaper. I'm like, no, give me the fucking gift card. I'm good yeah. shit. Just give me the fucking gift card. because I like him want your order free HBO. It, uh-huh. and
5: never let a man do something a woman should do because men don't listen. That's I
6: funny. told her to do it.
5: No, I couldn't do it because I can't be like, oh, my order's free. I told, I said, call, get our gift card. Okay.
6: I did. I tried. The guy fucking told me. We
5: ordered it with the gift card. I'm not gonna argue with him, but
3: anyways. Um,
6: No, actually, it was an
1: email I noticed that said, "Hey, you're getting free HBO and Cinemax," and so we've just been enjoying it for a little over a month now. It's I I like the the HBO on demand, the Cinemax on demand. Have you guys seen Stoker? No. Holy shit! That movie is so twisted and bizarre. It was really good. It was. I mean, it was just like, you have to sit down, you have to think about what's going on. And it's, it's about this father, his daughter, and this guy who is his uncle just kind of shows up out of nowhere. People start dying, and you're trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. And it's just, it's really, really good. It's called Stoker. And if you're getting Cinemax, you can go to the Cinemax. I don't think we get Cinemax. We we only get free
5: HBO and that's it, I think.
1: Well, go online. Definitely go online and check out Stoker. It's, it's worth, it's, there's some disturbing shit in there. Um, uh, what's the redhead's name? Who was married to Nicole Kidman? Uh, she's in it. She plays the mom. Really good, really good stuff. Uh, before we get into our geek news, well, how you guys been? What have you been
6: up to?
5: Um, I've been good. I've been uh, shopping on eBay.
6: Yeah. Living, loving, learning.
5: Friggin', I found this thing on eBay, and I'm hoping I'm going to get it. It's RoboCin or something like that. Rob- RoboCin? I think it's called that. It's a system that has three ports for all the original Nintendo, Nintendo uh, Super Nintendo, and Sega uh-huh. games. It has the spots for all the games, and it has wireless controllers. Oops. Wireless controllers. Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah. I want it so bad.
1: So you can literally... What do you plug it into?
5: You put it, you put it on the TV. <laughs> um, the only thing is it, it doesn't have the HDMI cord spot, uh-huh. I don't think. You're I don't going know.
6: AV cables. AV
5: cables, but...
1: <laughs> Bring up your mic just a little bit. I don't think you're talking into a diaphragm completely. Because, you know, do you hear how, like, I am okay. I sound? There you yeah. 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 oh. go. Okay.
5: Um, it, I think it just has AV cables. You plug it into your TV, and then you put whatever cartridge game you want in it, because it's got three on the top, the cartridge spots. Right. And then you have two wireless controllers, and you can play whatever you want. And I have all those old uh, Super Nintendo games, so I'm like, I hope I get it. I'm how much is on it? it. Well, right now, it's at $10 bid. The most I'm willing to pay for it, though, is... 40 Probably, no. 50
1: $50? i would pay 50
5: yeah, but it's coming from China, so it's gonna take like a uh, two months to get. So? I won't pay that much. Anything <laughs> that comes from China, I won't I have like a lim I have a way I buy.
1: okay. China Anything that
5: comes from China I will not pay a lot for it.
1: Fifteen bucks. Fifteen bucks, little man. But, Put that. Uh, shit no one else has been on hand. it but me so far, so it's at ten,
5: <laughs> so hopefully I'll get it. I'm I'm willing to go up to maybe thirty to get this. I really want it, and if I get it I'll bring it over, we can like have last oh. from the past. Fuck, yeah.
1: And I'll start looking around on, like, eBay and shit and seeing if I can find, like, some original old-school Nintendo. You're talking about oh, hundreds yeah. of
6: dollars right there, sir. No,
5: no, no. I remember when I went to a pawn shop maybe, like, five years ago, and I was looking at their friggin', like, Sega games and original Nintendo games. They only wanted, like, four bucks a piece. Really? Yeah. They had a whole bunch of them.
6: I wonder what happened to the You knew GameStop games. said that they were going to start selling them shits again, but yeah. they didn't.
5: They're supposed to start selling, well, they said sometime this year they're going to start selling them again.
6: The original, yeah, of the original,
1: the games. original
5: games. Uh, but I think they're they're like remade on the same cartridge system, though. Maybe it's because these things are coming becoming popular now. Like, like the,
1: refurbished, or
5: yeah, like it's the same game with the same for the same system, but like remade, like with a new. Because maybe they can't find them anymore, or whatever. Right. I think it's because these little systems are becoming popular. People are getting them, to play all the old games. Oh,
1: that'd be so cool! I would, I'd definitely. Uh, We have the Super Mario Brother 3. You know, we downloaded it for the, uh-huh. the Wii. And I I remember back in the day, I used to whip that shit, man. I was just, like, really good at it. Right now, I can't get past World 2 Level 3 or some shit like that.
5: They're hard, man. I remember I downloaded uh, the original Zelda. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God.
6: No. But, uh, you don't know Pain unless you play Contra. Yeah. Oh
5: yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But I have all those old games. We were, look- <laughs> we were looking through them. We have like an old. We have the original Metal Gear Solid, don't we? Yes.
1: Really. The original was, Metal remember Gear. Remember when you gave Solid. me your Nintendo? Yes.
5: The one that like it would just turn off randomly. <laughs> and you gave me all the games. Well, I, I threw the Nintendo away because I was sick of it. That shit. But,
6: but I have. I have, have all the games. There was a shit ton of games. Yeah. Yeah. We have. We have like all of A lot of them. We, we have original
5: Kirby. Yeah. <clears throat>
1: That's my favorite. Do you still have uh the um, Castlevania 2? Yep. Simon's mm-hmm. Quest. Oh yes. my god, I love that game. Out of even to today, the games that I've played, Castlevania 2 is my all-time favorite game because it literally took me over a year to beat that game. And it, this was pre-internet, so you had yeah. to go around talking to people. Hey, do you know how this? do you beat this? How do you beat yeah, this? Exactly.
3: Yeah, exactly.
6: Uh, have you have you have you ever played this game? Oh uh, no, I've never even heard of it. I
3: like, loved uh,
5: Castlevania because he played a lot. I remember being little; we lived in Danbury.
6: Yeah, you know, I, I just liked remember Castlevania
5: a lot, and I liked Duck Hunt. I was I love that game for some reason. I don't know why, but I freaking love that game.
1: Your dad loved that game
6: too.
5: I love that game. I don't know why, but what? yeah, I just
6: remembered we uh was it last year we went for uh, Black Friday at GameStop.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: We got a bunch of games. Of those games, and I just remembered this. We have one of the newer Castlevania games.
5: And I never played. We have all kinds of games we never played.
6: I know. Really? I forget about them. We have Castlevania Lords of Shadow, number one. Number two just came out recently. I think it was the other week. It was like two or three weeks ago. But yeah, uh, it it was pretty fucking cool. I wanted to play it so bad and I forgot we had it.
5: (laughs) And then we've also been watching um, animes again. I was telling him
6: about uh, Fate Slash Zero. He was oh like, yeah, it was so I want to see, see it. he's psyched about it. Well, I was
5: like, oh my god. Because so they have cool. three they have two other ones to go because did you tell me how like a different company used to own yeah. it?
6: Yeah. Well I didn't tell I forgot about that. Well a different company
5: them. used to own it because this fate slash zero uh-huh. is, is a prequel to the fate slash stay night. And then after that it's uh, state fate slash prototype. Well, those ones all came out first, but this is a prequel to it, and I guess those two are really horrible because the old company used to own it. The Fate slash Day has been made twice already. At first it was like just a um a picture like it, it was like a a movie, but it was all pictures. Like there's no animation in it.
4: Right. Fuck.
5: Yeah, that was how it was originally made. And then they made it into like a little animated like anime. But the company that bought the rights to this, they're remaking the fate slash day night. So what?
1: I was just telling oh, sorry. you. No, pull pull the Yeah. There you go. Aware. Because you got to think when you talk, you have to speak right into the diaphragm. That's why. I... Okay. Because I forgot to tell you, it's, mm-hmm. it's mono
6: directional. Yeah, so you have to talk in the direction the filter's in.
3: Yeah.
5: Okay, well, I'm sitting in a red spot. But anyway, we next were... time, hook it up right here. Okay. Uh.
3: Because <laughs> we were um,
1: what we were doing. We were doing <sighs> what we think.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was over here. Yeah. They're like half the show and I'm like and this is before I got the headphones. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, wait a minute. When I was playing it back. Yeah. Because then I sound like <laughs> talking talking across the room. So then I, I went and Googled the XMLs. <laughs> yeah. And though it records in stereo, it's a, a um an omnidirectional is what it's called. Oh, which okay. means it's just one you direction, have, yeah. Because if if you lift up the filter, you can literally see the diaphragm if you look through it. Uh-huh. That's, it's really cool. Oh,
5: okay.
1: Um but, so uh, anyway, the zero.
5: They're gonna re, they're remaking the stay the Na- stay night this year I guess. The the comp- the production studio that makes that. So I I don't want to watch that first one until like the new one comes out cuz I don't want to ruin it. Right. Yeah. But it was really good but the ending was kind of shitty. Yeah, that's <laughs> I was what And then them. we watched <laughs> friggin' Eden of the East and I had a shitty ass ending. I'm like what yeah, is this?
6: All these good ass anime like have the shittiest endings.
5: Even of the East has a full season and two movies. We watched it all in one day. Yeah. And it was shit. And then.
1: That would piss me off. Spend an entire day watching anime
6: just to get to a horrible It wasn't ending. that the ending was like so, so bad. Like it, they could have done well, a lot like, more with they're it. They're like, like, okay,
5: at the ending, this guy has to go through all this stuff, right? At the ending, she's like, and we've never seen him again since that day. Yeah. But we know he's out there somewhere in the world. He promised he'd return to me. And then it was like over.
6: And that was it. Yeah. yeah. It's like we're waiting for another fucking movie or something like. That.
5: Then I was looking at it; and it says it's, it's over. They like to leave it open like that for you just to have use your imagination or whatever. And then I made him start watching Princess Tutu, and he was like, "This is so trippy."
6: Like, dude, no, it's fucking like Alice in Wonderland meets acid trip Japanese people. Like, no, it's <laughs> fucking weird, dude. Like, it's it's this super over girly anime, uh-huh. but like weird shit. Like, she goes and takes. Like there was this this gem that was this guy's heart or whatever. Is, the, is this the duck one? Yeah. Yes. Okay.
5: Yeah. The guy's heart breaks into pieces. She's got to find all the gems. So she's got to like <laughs> go to all these different she, emotions and shit. And she's a ballerina, but she's also a duck. And it's just it's really good though. I love that anime.
6: It's it's fucking weird, man. I thought like I was drunk when I was watching it. I didn't I didn't feel right. I was like, there's <laughs> something here that's not right. Like. It's just the the overall theme of it it was so weird. Like I've never seen anything like it in my life.
5: And then I saw to talk about that. I watched the full season of American Horror Story: Coven in like one day.
6: Yeah, she
1: did Coven. That was the second one, third, wasn't it? The third, third one? Yeah. So you've seen them all?
5: Yeah, I, I found a I found a website. I online found
6: a website that
5: has video streaming <laughs> on them. Uh-huh. Like, cause I couldn't, um, cause nobody has the rights to FX stuff. Like none of these streaming companies,
1: right? Because it's Fox. Netflix
5: does have does have the old seasons,
6: mm-hmm.
5: but they don't have the new ones. Because I we and him both watched uh,
6: one and two Murder
5: House and Asylum, right? And they were good. And then everybody's like, "Yeah, Coven is just such a bad it's a bad series." Blah blah. It was so good. Really? It was the best one so far. I watched that shit in one day. It's got to tell you something right there. And how many episodes?
1: Twelve. 13, She's seen it, Thirteen, thirteen. Mean. 13.
5: 13. So it was like 13 hours worth of episodes I watched. <laughs> it, he was asleep. I, cause I, I had. I passed out. She started I was watching, watching this right on, was... um, on the little Chromebook with headset. Right. So he passed out cause he obviously really couldn't see or hear what I was doing. And it was so good. Like Kathy Bates is amazing. I love her as an actress. She's amazing. She's in it. She is. Angela Bassett's in it. Really? Yeah. They play like they're against each other, those two rivalries. Yeah. Bait kind of. And, uh,
1: not sibling rivalries. Huh? No, no,
5: but, uh, it's, it's the, the theme of it is that it, it's sit, set in like Louisiana and they have a secret, uh, coven school for witches because, like, they try to help them control their powers or whatever. Cause they're tr- like, they want them to know that they can ha- like have a place to go when they're kicked out of society because of what they are or whatever. Right. And it opens up with this girl. She's like kissing this boy and she's about to have sex with him and then she- he dies. And blood starts pouring out of his face and his eyes and every orifice on his body. And we don't that, know why? Well she, well, she finds out. She's like, yeah, because I'm a, a witch apparently. Because her power did it to him somehow because she doesn't know how to control them. Right. She goes to the school. It's like all chaos. There's like nobody really in charge. And there's a person every generation that's called the, um. what did I say it was called? The main witch. I can't think of what they're called. Like she has all the powers. She's the top. And she's played by the old woman that plays in all the other seasons. I can't think what her name is right now.
6: The maid in the first one.
5: She played the. She played no, not her. She played the grandma in the first one. She played the, the nun in the second one. That old old lady. She's a really good actress. She's popular. I can't think of her name.
6: My God. The uh uh the blonde one. Yes. Um. Fuck.
5: She plays in every season. But anyway. Yeah. She's she uh yeah, she's, she's, she's the head bad. witch or whatever. But she never took her duty. She went off and did her own thing, So her daughter took over the school and rather than helping them like. Progress their magic. She's been trying to help them, like hold it back and like control it, but not really use it.
3: Right.
1: So she was like the professor Xavier of the school.
5: Kind of, but nobody respected her. They all thought she was stupid, right? Right. So it's just it's just a bunch of craziness. It's like then it flashes over to like eighteen hundreds, like slave days. The house they lived. The house I think not the one they lived in. Wait, what?
1: What? What year does it start in?
5: This takes place in the in the present time.
1: Okay, but, but then, then it goes... It has flashbacks because okay.
5: Kathy Bates is an immortal woman from the slave days.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
5: And the grandma digs her up and she's like the main witch or whatever and she digs her up to basically bribe the voodoo queen <clears throat> to give her immortality because she's getting old and dying. So she digs up Kathy Bates who's like... She's like this freaking racist ass woman. And Jessica it was, Lange. Yeah, Jessica Lange. Oh,
1: okay. Okay.
5: She's like this racist ass woman and she like hates black people and all this stuff and one of the witches in the house happens to be black. She's the one that played Precious. Okay. Gab- Gabri.
1: Oh, yeah. She, that Gabri- was. to be. Yeah, she's a good actress. She's
5: really good in that show. And um, the grandma finds out that the new superior witch has been born. Because once the new superior witch starts to take shape, she'll, it kills the main witch off, takes all her powers and it kills her, gives her cancer and she dies. Every every generation.
1: That's just the, the progress.
5: Yeah. So she's like trying to figure out who the new witch is so she can kill them. So she can like live forever. Trying to figure out like how she can live forever. And um, it just gets really good. Like, everybody keeps dying, and they, some of them get more powerful. They get brought back to life. It's just craziness.
6: Really? Yes. Do, do like, you know, this, this is brought on the genre of erotic horror? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that.
5: That? That show? American. Yes. American yeah. Horror Story is so it's erotic some, horror. It's always got some kind of sexual crap Yeah.
4: In it. <laughs> really?
1: Frickin'
5: yeah. Gabrielle Savi had sex with a frickin' uh, Taurus monster, Minotaur, in that show. And it tried to kill her that is weird sebastian but anyway
6: this is a really good
5: i don't know why people didn't like it i thought it was the best one so far i I just i like comprehend it i like magic and all that stuff i I like things that and it's like really back and forth like here and there you have to like really pay attention i love shows like that and i didn't i really like i kept saying like like, you know you try to figure out the ending right i eventually did kind of figure out the ending but it took me a long time i kept changing my mind because the way the story was going i like shows like that like, I would be like, okay, it's going to be that person's going to be the main witch. Because you're trying to figure out the whole right. show. Like, who is this main witch going to be? And then finally you're like, oh, I should have thought about that. Like the, in the first place, like, it's really, really good. And then there's, like, a whole bunch of nasty-ass shit, zombies, all kinds of weird stuff in it.
1: Out of the the three, which one's the best one? That one. The third one is <laughs> the The second
5: best. one was... I think they've actually progressively gotten better. Okay. The first one was good. <clears throat> And then the second one, when I saw it, I was like, "Ooh, this is really good!" Like, because it has like the aliens and all that weird shit in it. Like, it's just weird. Yeah. Huh, Serial killers, aliens, it's weird. Okay. But this one is—it wasn't as weird as the second one, but I think it had a lot better of a story. I think people didn't like the <clears throat> ending because the ending was somewhat happy.
6: Oh, okay.
5: Well, because they always have like a like a the- person
6: that, that everybody dies in every season at the ending.
5: Um, in, Just about. In the first season, everybody died, but they were all ghosts. But so it was kind of like a happy ending. They were all at Christmas together. They were all dead, but they were at Christmas together, spending time as a family, even though they were all dead because that that house that they were in right. keeps their souls there forever. Right. The second one, I don't remember the ending of the second one for some reason, but I know it wasn't happy. It was a sad ending.
6: Uh, it was. Really... Oh yeah,
5: Jessica Ling is locked in there forever or some shit. And no, no,
6: she blows her brain out.
5: Oh, she blows her brain out. Yeah. Oh no, she no, she didn't. She died. Did she? Remember, she escaped and went to go live with Kit and his two kids. And she had cancer and died. The kids took care of her.
6: Yeah, but. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Somebody
5: else blows their brains out at the end. It was, I don't remember. Oh, no, it was that other lady. Yeah, it was. The one who was the reporter. Mm -hmm. No,
1: is it this? Because we know. No, she
5: killed her son. I remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, she took the gun from him and then,
1: yeah, and then killed him. Her serial killer son. Okay, sorry. That's okay. Um, no, what I was gonna say is because we know it's the same cast.
5: Well, it's not exactly It's the almost same, the same cast. Usually it,
1: they keep a lot of
6: the same people, though.
5: Yeah. This new season that's coming out, Um, Carnival. Uh-huh. No, Freak Show.
6: Freak Show. Freak
5: Show has... um, want to see gonna have, She's <sighs> going to have Jessica Lang. This, this is her last season, which is kind of sad. But they're, they didn't say they were going to stop the show completely, but it's she's like the backbone. So I don't know how well that's going to go when she's not in it anymore. Right. Because she's usually always the main actress, and so she's a good actress. Yeah, so right. she is. She's going to be in it. Kathy Bates, Angela Bass is going to be back. The guy that plays Kit... One of my favorite people in the show. He's in back. The, the, down, the down Syndrome girl's in going back. I had to laugh because the Down Syndrome girl, she was He's in. She's like
6: a high functioning.
5: She was in the first season. Uh-huh. And she was like really slow, right? And then in the Kevin season, she was like really, really high functioning. Like I didn't realize that she was that high functioning. It's weird because they had her playing so stupid in the first season. Like, uh you know what I'm saying? Right. Not to be right. mean or like to go against anybody that has Down syndrome. I'm sorry about that. But I'm saying like she in the, the new season, she acted like a completely different person. It was weird. Yeah. Like, I didn't know that. What
1: well, what I was gonna say is is do you think it's the same writers? No, no, it's a I different I, writer for every season. A, I, th- think is so? it, I
5: think it's a different writer for every episode. From they all go from a, like, a main script or something.
1: Oh really? Because I was gonna say that's usually what happens with natural progression. If it's if it's the same writer. You know, it's a good show. It's it a might good story, be the same, Look this and up. just you know, as yeah. uh, the more episodes they write, the better story they're telling because yeah. they're getting into that groove. Because that every feeling.
5: everyone is different, they're all the same people with different stories. But I think the new season is going to be the best season. They have a lot of good people.
1: So, how many hours would it take me to catch up on all three seasons?
3: Uh,
6: there's, hold on,
5: I'll uh, tell you how many
6: episodes there are. Thirty-eight episodes. Oh. So every hour. Okay, well, they're not an
5: hour. They're like forty-eight minutes a piece. oh okay. well, yeah. So
6: I'd, I'd say so, about probably two days.
5: Well, he, did, he doesn't have that kind of time. So three, or four reali- days. realistically, for you, about a year. <laughs> no, but you watch a, if you watch, you watch
6: two episodes a day,
5: or even three or four, like depending. Yeah. Like once you start watching, you're gonna be like, oh my god, I can't stop watching this. I can't go to bed. That's how I get. I'm like watching. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go. So-. No, no, I'm not. I'm gonna stay up <laughs> like two days watching this shit.
6: I think it's the same writer. Maybe. Yeah. I think
5: all the episodes are directed by different people.
6: Oh, okay. Yeah, there's like five different executive producers.
5: But uh I think the new season's going to be really good. I'm excited about it. So hopefully... It's coming out this year, isn't it?
4: Mm, yeah.
1: Or we're coming yeah, out
5: next on. year. Let me see. Oh, no, it's coming out next... This the end of this year, I think, because the coven just ended.
1: Free um, show. Stephanie Myers. She created Twilight, mm. but she also created the other book.
5: What the, is it called? The one with the... Aliens.
4: Yeah, what is it
1: called? I
5: like that movie. I just watched it the other day.
4: What? Which one is that? The Host. The Host. Uh-huh.
1: I actually liked. At first, I didn't like it. I was like, "What's going on? What's going on? Explain, explain, explain." But then once they started explaining and I got into the
6: story, I, I liked it.
5: I liked it a lot, but I think that it could mm-hmm. be, could have been much better done.
6: I like the way this sounds.
5: Like, have you ever like looked at something and like you're like, "I like this. It has good." Idea, yes, good plot. But if I would have made that movie, I could have made it so much better. Because oh, the way yeah. I see it in my head, like I don't know, there's something about the way they made it. It was amateurish to me, and I had good actors in it, but it was just something about it that seemed like amateurish. To the me.
1: directing, maybe, maybe. or. I but know. I agree. I agree. There was a sense of, of um, I I almost
6: want to say some type of restraint. Something. What were you saying? Oh, I was I was reading because it says the fourth season called Freak Show will be taking place in Jupiter, uh, Jupiter, Florida in nineteen in the nineteen fifties.
5: Yeah, it's supposed to be like the the very last Freak Show or whatever. Yeah, I already read the plot to it. I was, I'm Ooh. ahead of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's a carnival kind of carnival freak show. Well, at first thing. they were saying
5: they were saying it was carnival because I remember when I first found out they announced it. Uh-huh. I've been like all up on this ever since I watched the first two seasons. I've been like, I gotta find out what happens, like. But I guess they changed it just to be like a freak show themed. So I'm pretty curious how they're going to do it and make it horror, you know? It's going right. to come out
1: at
6: the end of this year, at the very <laughs> end of this year. I mean, That's what for, I thought.
1: for me, I haven't seen any of them. So just my imagination's playing, but I'm thinking very much like tales from the crypt type.
5: Any, any like, you know, usually they make like these like supernatural shows and like on TV. This is like the best series for any person that loves horror that has to love the show they have to they're, they're, i don't care because it it delivers because most of these horror shows you're just like oh it's okay it's good it's not anything like too great special
6: like no this will like rip your eyes out it's creepy it's not hole.
5: scary but it's it's got really creepy aspects to it's it. Disturbing. it's disturbing it's really good though like it's just a good show That's kind
1: of like with me and The Walking Dead. I, I, I want to go back. I want to finish watching season three. Yeah. But I'm, I'm afraid that it'll start
6: sucking. (laughs) And I really liked the show. I couldn't watch The Walking Dead. You couldn't do it? No. I was too sucked into Breaking Bad, so I lost all interest. (laughs) She knows. I know.
5: I was like getting into The Walking Dead, and then he got me into Breaking Bad, and I was like, I gotta watch Breaking Bad.
6: Breaking Bad was so fucking good. The ending was kind of, it was all right. Like, have you ever noticed that everything is so good? I watch, I like watch The ending. Walking
5: Dead when every single season's done, and they have them on like a streaming video thing. I, yeah. get, I, I get really impatient with shows. Like right now, I'm actually watching shows that are on, like that are airing now. Right. Like the 100, and I'm like, oh my God, when are they gonna put an episode out? When are they gonna put a new episode yeah. on Hulu? I gotta watch the next one. I'm really impatient. I hate. I feel like I'm watching a movie. I have to get cut off from it. And wait a week to watch it again.
6: That is why I want to watch. So I want to start watching animes again because I know once the end of this year hits, there's going to be a lot of new shows out with a lot of stuff to watch. Because I mean, there's thousands and thousands of anime out there that are plenty good that you can watch right away. Right. There's all there's all sorts of streaming (laughs) websites for anime, and I love anime. She'll be the first one to tell you I love anime. It's funny
5: because I. I really have realized that I only like animes that are like action animes.
6: Yeah. Oh.
5: That East Eden anime, it was good, but it was like, it wasn't in, I was like, it was like um... like a drama. It was
6: like a drama-esque type I a CSI romantic It had a little bit of type, type
5: of action, a little bit of romance, but I was like, it was, it was good, but those action ones, like the fate slash zero, I love it. I just love mm-hmm. all the fighting and the I gore was telling him,
6: he, I, I was like, I was like, they have, I was telling him they're, um, their noble phantasms i told him when i Berserker. seen when
5: i no when i seen freaking uh arturia's noble phantasm i got goosebumps from really that shit. yes because we all knew that it was king arthur but did you tell him how uh the sword is invisible
6: oh no i didn't no. okay her sword, i wanted him i wanted him to watch This it. is just
5: one part he'll he could watch it if he ever does he ever has time but um her sword's invisible so they can't like see how big it is or like how to dodge it or whatever and when she calls on her no- noble phantasm for the first time, because she wasn't able to use it because it was in her left hand, uh-huh. like, they have, they're have they placed in her body in different places. Her left hand was, like, injured. Well, she calls on it, and she picks up her sword, and all this energy comes out of the ground, like, white light. It just comes out from everywhere around her, like, because like she, she can walk on water, because she has a, a magic spell put on her shoes or whatever. And she holds it up, and all this light comes, and she's, like, sh- she's, like... Getting all like intense. Excalibur. Like, and then like it just goes flying the light and destroys everything in front of it, disintegrates it to nothing. Really? And it's big old glowing gold Excalibur in her hand.
1: So what is the connection of walking on water?
5: Her oh,
6: suit is made out of magic.
5: All their suits, they all have suits and they're made out of magic. Uh huh. It's just one of her, like they all have different magic, like skills or whatever. That's one of her magic skills. Yeah. Like her suit, uh, is invincible to, uh, based like regular, um, ma- like, melee damage uh-huh but it's weak to magic and uh-huh. then she can walk on water because of her shoes
1: i thought you were gonna say she was like a descendant of jesus or something no but she <laughs> she's uh
5: she's king arthur in the body of joan of arc
6: yeah, that's what i told him yeah yeah i was like
5: they never explain why though but they might in like the, the, and the new thing yeah because that that crazy caster guy was like my joan of arc and yeah i thought he was like like maybe she looked like him but when he died by her noble phantasm he saw her in the light and he reached out and she took his hand, and it was Joan of Arc, but it was the same girl. Huh. So it really was the body of Joan of Arc for whatever reason. That's weird. Friggin' Berserker badass, though. So you gotta see this guy.
6: Uh, I showed him. Yeah, the I did. Oh, He's okay. like, oh my god, that was yeah. so Sir cool. Sir Lancelot? Damn it, you missed.
5: It tells you in the first episode!
6: Yeah, but. Well, I figured that
1: if King Arthur, would, Lancelot was gonna be yeah. right behind. Yeah, it, he's he's a fucking
5: badass. I think he's really cool though. when when he takes off his like his ghostly his shit and ghost, his head. Yeah,
6: his, his helmet's really fucking cool, but like when he takes his helmet off, like you'll know he's berserker. Like his face expresses it. <laughs> there's
5: actually a list on the internet that talks because I guess there's like a whole backstory to this that talks about every single deity that's been in the
6: in the class, the Holy War. Yeah, really.
5: And like what class they were. Like Medusa was in the Holy War. She was all a these writer. Things. She was a writer. All these different people. She yeah. probably wrote a snake or something.
6: Probably. Cause Alexander the Great rides on a chariot with fucking big ass blades on the side. <laughs> on the wheels? Yeah.
5: Caster was some crazy French guy. I can't, I don't really know. I know he's a real person cause they're all real people. Who? Yeah. Caster. Cause yeah. There's, there's an assassin, uh-huh. a caster, um, the archer, an archer, the lancer, the lancer, and, um,
6: the writer, the knight she's not the Berserker
5: the berserker. no there's no knight
6: she's the knight
5: no she's not she's a um what the hell what, what do they call her saber saber that's her class but she's really like a paladin okay she's like a tank because she has that shield but she never uses it
6: that's true yeah she's
1: i I saber. do want to see yeah. it like I really it's do. it's
6: really fucking it's in depth like I told him I was like'cause I I, I I told him I was like if I were to ever think of An anime character, I told him that the main character of that anime would make me think of him as an anime character. Yeah. Because he's heartless, but he has a heart. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you would, you'll know. Are you talking about the guy? Yeah, the guy. Yeah. yeah.
5: The ending is so bad.
6: Don't tell me the ending.
5: I'm not. I'm just, but I kind of, I can get over the ending because I know it's just a prequel. Yeah. So I know it's not not over. The one thing I will tell you is that I know that in the new the new one, I know that Saber's in it and Gilgamesh are in it. Yeah, as main characters.
6: I told him about Gilgamesh. He's like Gilgamesh looks fucking cool. I don't
5: understand why Gilgamesh. He's is the archer, archer class, but, like, but I told he him he doesn't I was do like, anything. Yeah, but sit on his ass. He's the king of all kings, like God basically. Right. And he has everything. He doesn't have to do anything because he's the king of because they're all like because uh. Alexander was the king of
6: king of conquerors, conquerors, and then she was the king... Saber was the king of knights,
5: king of knights, yeah, and he's the king of kings.
6: Pull up your mic. I'm I'm sitting there watching it, watching it's,
1: it fall yeah. slowly, yeah.
5: <laughs> it doesn't want to stay.
1: I'll tighten it up. Okay. Next episode, I'll put it in a different location. Yeah, put it right I'll here. Put it right here. Yeah,
5: but yeah, it's really good. You gotta watch it. You'll like it a lot.
1: I want to, and I don't even know how the conversation started. I oh, just told to him be, just because I said, hey, what are you up to?
6: Yeah, I
5: was like, yeah, we're actually on of this off awesome anime. anime. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was just like, I, blah, 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 I think blah, this, blah, blah, this all started the day that we started watching Akira again, like for the first time in a long time.
6: Yeah, I, I can't, dude, I have, I can't watch Akira like every day or like every other day. The series? The fucking, no, the, the, the movie, movie from the 1980s. Last time I watched it was in 19. 19- it's on yeah. Hulu.
5: We watched it and he's like, He's like, you know that creepy baby thing. I'm like, what baby thing? It's not a baby. It's him.
6: I know it's him, but it's his. It his body turns into a fucking creepy baby thing and starts walking up the thing.
5: <laughs> He's like, it creeped me out so bad when <laughs> I was little. Dude,
6: it's the last
1: time I seen that was like 1990s. How can they never?
5: They never explain why those little kids look like weirdos. I don't know. Like old people. They because never they were taking it.
6: that medicine. Oh, is that why? Yeah, they were taking that medicine oh. to suppress their power, so oh. they never age.
5: But they did age. I don't know.
6: I was really high when I saw it, so I—it's I, kind of hard for me to.
5: You've seen it when you weren't high, because you showed it to me.
1: He probably was so... high. Was no, saying. he was sober.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, um, but seriously, it's been a long time. It's—it's it's really. I just remember the, you know, he—he he turned into that big old ball of flesh. That was yeah, that
6: shit uh, nasty. Makes me cringe every time I think about it. It's
1: bad. Speaking of bad. And and this isn't on the. This is on a totally different level. Do we know who Rob Liefeld is? No. No. Rob Liefeld is the guy. He created um, Deadpool. He created what? Let's see. Fuck. What? Cable. He created Cable. He created the X Force, the original X Force. Um, One of the things that he has, and, and no one knows how he got famous. But he, just a horrible artist. One thing he could not do for shit is he couldn't draw hands and he couldn't draw feet. And all his characters had this, like, I've got to take a shit look. You know, the "Mm!" look. Yeah. Well, in the 90s, uh, amongst his fame, because he was, like, one of the highest paid artists who couldn't draw, (laughs) he developed a comic book. Uh through his Extreme Studios. I believe it was Extreme Studios. And it was Jesus versus Zeus. Zeus. And that's that right there. Remember
5: that Jesus versus Santa comic that I read? <laughs> Do you remember that? Well yeah, we did a
1: whole episode on that. Oh yeah, okay. But yeah, he this is his drawing. Um I can see just now there's a lot of touch up on the artwork. But yeah, he actually did uh a, a thing that Jesus and Zeus fought each other.
5: that's too funny
1: to find out who the Supreme God was uh let's see they did a, a whole little crossover thing with uh, other different characters um that's is that his artwork? You can tell it's just
6: it's just blah I mean the color really even tell what it is unless you like actually look at it. And then you're like oh, I don't okay, like the
5: face at all. There's so much detail to the body. There's like no detail to the face.
6: Right. Yeah. Same thing.
1: Okay, right there, this too. that's
6: classic Rob
1: Liefeld.
7: What the
5: he- that girl in the back, her body is misshapen as mother and it's freaky. You see that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's it looks not, like that's she's that's not human to be anatomy.
1: anatomy. Well, that was another thing is that he was he was always dinged on his human anatomy. He, it was always wrong. And Let's see. And when they did draw hands, they were always in a fist. And I was just looking down and noticed that they were in fists. Um, let's see. There you go. Look at that hand right there. You see my cursor? It looks like a yeah. blob. <laughs> yeah. Or or look at the the
6: abs on this chick right here.
3: The
5: heck?
6: Her body, dude. Like it looked like somebody broke her back, and she looked like a. F- what is that a movie he made?
1: No. Uh, at one point. He got tired of drawing, so he hired models. <laughs> oh my god. That only lasted for a couple issues. Okay, this is it. Okay. Yes, he actually draws Jesus crucified on the cross. And, you know, there's the whole three cross thing close up of the hand, close up of the feet.
6: It's like, look, people, I can draw hands and feet, okay? <laughs>
1: And then Zeus is up here, and he's like, oh, poor Jesus. And so he decides he's going to come down and and fight Jesus while Jesus is on the cross.
5: What the heck? (laughs) Can
1: you say Christian, right? That's so
5: fair, right? Get him when he's down.
1: (laughs) Well, Jesus gets pissed off because he sees him.
5: (laughs) So How he, dare you show up here? I told you not to come here ever again.
1: So he pulls his hands off from the cruci- you know, being crucified, and he jumps down from the cross, and then they have a an all out slugfest. Oh
5: my god!
1: And uh yeah, there's more. Now they stop for a minute to talk because you know Rob Liefeld he actually has a really tough time drawing action. I don't know if you go back up here and look at you know how stiff these moves are. Yeah. He had a really tough time drawing action sequences. So, you know, they took a break to to talk a little bit and now they're charging again. They're still charging. And they're still, still charging.
6: charging. <laughs> this is fucking Dragon Ball Z all yeah. over again.
1: And uh let's see, I think that was it. But yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because that has probably The worst professional made comic made ever, ever. (laughs) I mean, who would greenlight the concept of Jesus versus Zeus? I mean, really, who would greenlight that?
5: No idea.
1: Even if it was Jim Lee. Oh no, that's not really true. Because if it was Jim Lee, I'd probably just look at it. And like, oh, okay, let's just see how he draws Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but, uh, but I mean, at least he can draw. But I mean, you know, it's just a bad idea altogether. Uh, I had to bring that up for you this episode. Jesus versus Seuss. Or, 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 Zeus versus Zeus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Very good. Um, All right, let's go into the next topic. Last episode, we talked about Mr. Brian Singer and how he liked to butt-rape 17-year-old little boys. Remember that? Yeah. Yes. Well, he came out to TMZ.
5: And admitted it was true. No. Oh.
1: Wait a minute. Joan Rivers, where the fuck did that happen? That wasn't... (laughs)
6: <laughs> I'm Joan Rivers. I was gonna say I clicked on
1: Brian Singer, not Joan Rivers. I mean, granted, they do look kind of alike, but <laughs> <laughs> and... yeah. Oh, she finally came out, huh? Her, yeah. her like, no big deal. <laughs>
4: yeah.
6: Uh,
4: mm-hmm.
1: nope.
6: Where'd it go? I. You know what I thought of when I when I seen that person on the turntables? I was like, look, guys, I can spin. <laughs> no. Mm-mm.
1: Let's see. No. Okay, what? Hold on. Let me go back over here. Okay, I'm clicking here. X-Men director Brian Singer, sexual assault law, Hawaii, Toronto. You see that,
6: right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm clicking on it.
5: It's taking it to you to Joan, Joan Rivers.
6: Rivers. Why don't you type it in the URL? Maybe something will come up It's not Joan Rivers. I, I could cure. I don't give a shit about Joan Rivers. I don't, I don't why isn't she dead? dead yet? That's all right? I want to know. She'll I just want to know why her nose keeps getting more and more in the shape of the Jackson nose.
5: Because she keeps making it smaller and smaller. And your nose can only go so small before it starts to fall off.
6: <laughs> this is true. Then this she'll blow true. her nose and the whole thing will come off think i need a new
1: one all right okay this isn't quite what i had but this looks interesting enough to read brian singer's attorney says 100 witnesses will disprove allegations against the x-men director why does he have to be the x-men director why do they have to pull the x-men through this why couldn't he be the
6: unusual suspects director
5: because they're trying to...
6: Because they're trying to make him seem like a all, hero. Walk
5: all over the poor ex He's already freaking ruined everything as it is. I know. Why?
6: Uh, he's like, I'm not gay. I just enjoy butthole. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, you know, the funny thing is, is, you know, there's a lot of gay people on the, the X-Men forum. And people are like, he's not gay. He's not gay. And then some, a lot of the, the uh, gay fans are coming back and they're like... Uh, where have you been So I guess he he likes he's a, a giver and a taker oh. he's a catcher and a pitcher <laughs> he gives us and takes us away Oh
5: my god
1: <laughs> Or actually it's it's uh giveth and leave behind i guess not yeah. really take away Yeah
5: <laughs> I think it takes away is my hopes and dreams a oh, good sure. action movie
1: Los Angeles. The attorney for X Men director Brian Singer released a statement Wednesday. Uh, hey, what Vehemently. Vehemently. What the fuck is vehemently? I don't know.
5: Vehemently. Like, uh,
1: denying allegations that the director's director sexually abused Michael Egan, a former aspiring actor who filed a civil suit against the director. Singer's attorney said that the director had an ironclad alibi, credit card receipts, phone records, and more than 100 witnesses who could have proved that the director was not in Hawaii, the site of the alleged abuse at the time Ingen said it happened. Now, Brian Singer's rich. Yep. Okay.
5: You know as I know that he don't buy all his shit.
1: No. He sends people no. out
5: to go get his shit for him.
6: That's what I was going for. Yeah, Exactly. That's exactly what I was going for. Yeah, he asked people for that shit. He does not <clears throat> have to get off his ass to do anything. So So
5: he could buy his freedom.
6: Yeah. Everybody can. It's say rich.
5: say that. <laughs> I need you to go into the phone company records and, and make up some fake shit did, for me. Did
1: you guys did you ever go and actually pull up the the, the suit, the written no. suit? No. And how graphic it was. Uh huh. It, it was
6: it was really graphic. <clears throat> I, I still haven't seen uh, no no no. See if you go to that boy and you tell him to bend over, I bet he's got the scar to prove it. That's true. But and that's funny you say it because
1: I was gonna say I, I haven't seen a picture of the the accuser. But he has to be because Brian Singer is like what, five foot nothing?
6: Yeah. You yeah. know?
1: He's tiny. And it was just like uh
6: Wakaho. <laughs> <laughs> But it it was um, <laughs> for real. You could put him in a fucking whack-a-mole machine, like, Pung, pong, 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 and hit him so many times, and he'll still be there.
1: But um, and the allegation it says that you know Brian Singer held him down and butt raped him.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So this guy's got to be like tiny, 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 tiny. Probably. I don't know. Uh, let's see. It says the minute I learned Michael Egan's allegations, I thought that they were fabricated because I knew that Brian Singer was shooting a movie out of the country during the period of time alleged in the complaint. Whew. no commas, no periods in that one. That was official statement from the attorney martin singer no
5: relate- no relation to the director
1: no mm-hmm. and no commas, like I said. Oh, here's a comma in the first line when comma, over the next 48 hours we receive from Brian's business manager uh let's see oh, shit i lost my place
5: documentary evidence
1: okay documentary evidence in the form of credit card receipts phone records and production schedule confirming that Brian was not in Hawaii as alleged now okay here's another thing and i know this because i uh, it, it I'm going to bring up Kevin Smith's uh, tough shit, right? The night that he had his opening night for Red State, mm-hmm. um, where's. Fuck, where's that at? Uh, Sundance, where's that at?
5: France?
1: No, it's here in the States. Oh, it is? Yeah.
5: Oh, no, Kansas and France. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway. Oregon? I don't know. Uh fuck.
1: Idaho? No. I don't know. I'll, Wait, I'll look for it. Okay. But anyway. <laughs> So um, Harvey Weinstein w- lives in New York, right? Uh-huh. He's right in the middle of a football party. Harvey Weinstein gets on a personal jet and flies all the way to the Red State premiere, yeah. right? Watches a little bit of the premiere. He goes home. And then flies all the way home. And this happens within three hours.
5: Yeah, because people have personal jets can go wherever they want, whenever they want to. So, Park
1: City, Utah. Oh, okay, to Utah. Mormon country. Yeah. So him saying, okay, well, I was at work, you know, here, that really doesn't discredit it because he can get on a private jet and be in Hawaii. And, in the blink like, of an eye. Yeah. In what, two hours, two and, and a half come hours? Back. Yeah. Before anybody even realizes he was gone. He can, he, literally, when you're that fucking rich, you can do that. Yep. And I know people like, oh, I'll give him a chance, man. Give him a chance. Give a brother a chance. But I, I, my gut tells me
5: that he did it. He did it,
1: yeah. And that's a pretty big gut.
5: <laughs> so <laughs> it's gotta be true.
1: That's right. Uh, let's see. Uh, this part just kind of goes over what happened. You know, he was butt fucking some 17 year old and the 17 year old will got himself an attorney and he filed a suit and they said that this, now it's saying the abuse happened in 2000 but originally when the the news first came out I think it was like 99 and then 14 some 14 years old they're saying it was all fabricated the attorney uh singer's attorney said it but what you what you should walk away from kids is Brian Singer
3: uh, oh
1: yeah <laughs> yeah just not only just walk away from his movies just walk away from him because i do i think he he look at his
6: face man I mean,
5: <laughs> yeah he just looks it... shady
6: he does look shady he looks like a damn he looks like a pet rat he really does yeah he does he looks like come here little boy you've got a pretty mouth he does <laughs> that's that's yeah I'm I'm waiting for him to bust out the drag, (laughs) put the eyeliner and the makeup on, wear
5: them falses.
6: It'll come out. It'll come out.
1: If it doesn't come up with this one, someone else will, will get them. Okay, we're moving, jumping right along. Do we want to talk about somebody getting killed or somebody getting killed in the comic book? Well, here's your option. You have an option about talking about a person getting killed in a comic or a person getting killed after watching a comic book movie.
5: Go to the man killed after watching the new 300.
1: All right. Man struck, killed outside theater after 300 Rise of the Empire. Dispute. That's right. This fucker got killed just because he had a dispute with someone. Police in Texas
6: Texas Texas
1: are searching for two suspects in a pickup. Wow. That that especially in the state of Texas. Yeah. That narrows it down. They're looking for two suspects in a pickup truck. Uh let's see that struck and killed 23-year-old man outside a Houston-area movie theater following an argument about 300 Rise of the Empire. According to KHOU 11 News, the dispute uh, began shortly after midnight Monday in the restroom of the Silverado Movie Theater near Tomball. Tomball. Tomball? Tom's Ball?
5: Tomball. Tomball.
4: <laughs>
1: Uniball. Uh, when two men allegedly inj- injected themselves into a conversation between Michael Emerson and his two friends about whether the film might spawn a sequel. Oh, my God. Are you telling me that the, he got killed because of that? Wow. What is the world coming <clears throat> to
6: when nerds can't be nerds? For real. What the fuck is this? We're nerds, people. We're supposed to be, you know, We're supposed to be optimistic or pessimistic about something. We get along, especially with our own kind. I know. It it doesn't matter
1: what you look like or how, you know, what other gangster shit. If you're a hardcore thug and you secretly watch, you know, 300 or you read comic books in the bathroom, I don't care how hardcore you are. You're a nerd. That's right. Uh, Let's see. It's a follow-up to 300 and an adaptation of 1998 Dark Horse Limited series by Frank Miller and Lynn Valery. According to Emerson's friend Ryan Hacker, the argument escalated when one of the men made a, what? A dis, dis, disparaging, disparaging, disparaging comment about Emerson's disfigured arm. Okay. Uh, this is getting weird. When both parties left the theater for, for the parking lot, Sheriff Deputy say the two men got into their Ford F-150 crew cab truck. <clears throat> when Emerson confronted them outside the passenger door, the driver allegedly put the vehicle in reverse and struck him, knocking him onto the ground. The truck then fled the scene. They hit him going fast. It wasn't a little nudge. Get out of the way. It was fast. It happened in a split second. Hacker told the television station. I think, I, I think the emotions and the adrenaline were pumping and they didn't have control of what was going on. So they
5: ran him over because they didn't agree with what he said. Wow.
6: Yes. Oh, wow. Um, And, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Scroll back up. Scroll back up. Okay,
1: okay. Higher?
6: Yeah. Okay. Okay. What is that that says right there? There's sheriff's deputies right fucking there. Yeah. What the hell? They didn't get the damn license plate number. They didn't chase him down. What the fuck is this?
5: I don't know, but if it was it was like a, it was like a late night premiere, right or no.
6: Yeah, it was at the premiere.
5: Yeah, but so it says why that there was two deputies. No, according to what they know.
1: Uh the statement closes with help us find out who did this to Michael so we can get justice for him and our family, said Emerson's mother, Stevie Garner. Isn't that a singer, Stevie <laughs> Garner?
5: No, I don't think so.
1: It feels like a dream. It doesn't feel real to me right now. I'm good for five minutes, and then I cry for hours. I want to hold my child. I want him to say, I love you, Mama. I love you, Mama. I'm coming home, Mama. I want to see his big blue eyes and his beautiful smile. Oh, my God. (laughs) Sorry, I got into character. (laughs)
6: That's so stupid, though. Why? I don't know. It's it's just,
1: that's the problem. And it happened last year when that one dude stabbed the other dude at the Comic Con with a pencil. Remember that? Yeah. What the hell?
5: Nerds are getting crazy.
6: Nerds aren't supposed to act that way. I guess, I guess, hold on. I guess the, uh, the the hormones in the food are getting to the nerds. (laughs) They're giving them testosterone to actually act now. What, what? We're at twelve twenty two PM.
5: That doesn't tell me anything.
1: We are almost at an hour mark. Yep. Yep. So this one comes from not the Huffington Post, but the Washington, Washington Post. Post. <laughs> I was like, Yay elsa, they're finally getting rid of this bastard. Yes. Speak the gospel.
5: Someone gave this man a Prozac and an Ambient Cialis. <laughs>
1: All right. And this comes from, like I said, the Washington Post. At first, I thought I was going to get commercial. I was about to hit the ceiling. I was like, really commercial in a freaking news article? (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm so tired of that shit. Okay, let's see. Yeah, yeah, I will. Okay, and this is Act 4. Why Archie Andrews' impeding comic book death makes me so sad. I could really give two shits about it but the thing is is that archie is going to die and what i understand is he jumps in the way okay let me let me see if i can find the archie see archie death cover he um he's with veronica and what's the other one betty right and here's the cover right here. See, he's he's dying. He's shot. He jumps in the way of somebody. One of the girls. Some, one of the girls were getting mugged or shot or something. And he, he you know, saves their
6: life. Wait, by, wait, wait. wait. What, they what? still
5: make this comic? Yeah,
6: <laughs> yep. <laughs> I didn't realize
5: uh, they even still made this. you actually buy seeing. this still?
6: Apparently.
1: I, I don't know who. I really don't. You know, it's kind of like crackheads. You know they're out there, but they don't say who they are, yeah it's <laughs> the same thing with Archie comic readers they you know they're out there, but you have no clue who they are but yes, Archie is still going, except uh this life with Archie, which from what I understand is like a, a... no
6: life with Archie because he's dead <laughs>
1: well oh. <laughs> life with archie is it takes place in the future, and yeah. um. Like he's, this is going to happen because they still have the regular Archie that's been running for like 150 years. Yeah. And then they have this one that kind of is almost more adult themed to Uh it, which I don't know how the hell you could have an adult themed Archie, but you do. And he kills himself. And that actually, well, yeah, I guess technically he killed himself because he jumped in front of a bull. Knowingly jumping in front of a bull. Yeah.
5: Well, he sacrificed his life for Betty.
1: Or Veronica.
5: Betty.
6: Or Veronica.
5: I was like the, I was like the brunette <laughs> when I was younger. I was like, oh, wait,
6: <laughs> is that, is that people trying to cosplay? <laughs> <laughs> wait, where? Right, you see him? Right there in the corner of the, the bottom left or bottom right? Uh, right here? Oh,
3: that's
5: yeah. a picture.
6: That's, that's Pitch a drew. Yeah, it's a painting. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It almost looks lifelike.
1: That's Alex Ross. That's why. Oh. He's a great painter. But yeah that's if Archie and they were to really look
6: I mean if they were real,
5: they're real people,
6: yeah that's what they'd look like i I would think that Archie would look like Mr Bean with he's not really hair. dying
5: forever though right he's temporarily dying
6: <clears throat> no, he's dying forever in this comic book
5: oh okay. after so
6: the, they're they're done with that comic,
1: they're okay. done with the life with Archie comic, okay, so then they're going with the regular Archie, yeah, then they're just gonna stick with well, they have Archie, and they have zombie Archie, what what really? I don't no. even
5: know the thing still existed. How'd I know they was zombie Archie?
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. Let me get you there. Zombie Archie. Zombarchie. For the record though, <laughs> and, and my sister is is my proof, is that I was in the zombies years. Before they became all popular? Years before they became popular. That's right.
6: Okay. Emojis. There you go. Oh, mm. My God, it's called
5: the afterlife Archie. Archie the Afterlife, or whatever. yes, now, I actually might be able to read this because <laughs> <It laughs> look this. looks pretty good <laughs> look at, there's Jughead is a zombie up there, yeah.
1: yeah, let's see if I can blow this up for you if you can look at it. uh anybody that's listening to this, you can jump on uh Google images and and see what we're looking at. It actually looks really cool I, I like that art style,
5: yeah. It's like it makes to the, me think of, the, like old, like old school. Okay, yeah. because
1: you know how they have, you know, life with Archie. This is afterlife, afterlife with, with Archie. Archie. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> they have a <laughs> zombie Archie,
6: zombarchie. There you go. Okay, let's just break. Hold on, hold on. Why what, don't they do a crossover with what? Why don't they go with uh the the. What was it? Life with Archie and then Afterlife with Archie crossover. Maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe. They'll meet Maybe. Each, oh my each god. Each other that's other like. The future. <laughs> for real. Like.
5: What are you talking about now?
1: This is what we're wrapping it up with because we're talking about zombies. There is beer for zombies. That's right. There is now a walking dead beer made with real brains.
5: Animal brains.
1: <laughs> or brains. brains. Um yes there's a, a Philadelphia brewery Ew. brewery What
5: Ew I don't want to drink no goat brain
1: <laughs> that is literally putting goat brains into their beer That's and gross, It is their
6: walking dead beer It is their walking puke beer it, It's it's pretty nice I wonder wait oh no yeah cuz goats eat anything right so like you just you give them their own brain like like a fucking chicken <laughs> Like it doesn't even matter. (laughs) Okay.
1: uh, According to the press release, Doc Street Walker is an American pale stout brewed with wheat, oat, flaked barley, organic cranberries. Oh, there you go. The cranberries are good. And good old smoked goat brains. The cranberries (sighs) don't only create the bloody hue. But they provide the tart flavor, much like human. Because you know, flesh.
5: everybody knows what human flesh tastes like. Yeah, absolutely.
6: Let's go back and watch So and *Screen*.
5: It, <laughs> it says the *Game of Thrones* beer wasn't made up with ground-up dragon bones.
6: Yeah, yeah. I'm
5: slightly <laughs> confused by the zombie ruined ever.
1: Yeah, for reals.
5: They have a *Game of Thrones* beer.
1: Yeah. Uh, you want to look at that real fast? Yeah. Yeah. Look it. Right. Because I, I hadn't looked into it. I I know very very games little games. about Game of Thrones other we, than the I want to I want to start it watching it.
5: They do have it.
1: Other than the fact that I know that they have home
5: gang home gang home gang.
6: Om gang Let's see if I can close this piece of Dragonbane. Dragon there Bane. we go. Huh.
5: No, Om gang. <laughs> Game of Thrones Fire and Blood, is what it's called.
6: Ooh, I like the sound of that. The I could company, probably the company's
5: and, Om gang that makes it.
6: If we could find that, I would drink that. It's
5: red ale.
6: Ooh. Dragon blood.
5: There ain't no dragon bones in it, though, so it's not authentic.
1: That's true. All right, I'm going to close that out here. I'm hoping that we don't pick up that advertisement that just was really, really
6: faint. Did you hear it? <laughs> yeah. I don't think it'll. It, if it does, you can just fade it out. I'll try. But back to the zombie brain beer. I want some of the dragon brain beer. Dragon blood, you mean? Dragon blood.
1: Okay, kids. Well, it is twelve thirty in the morning, and I've. We got a, are going to bed. Yes, yeah, so we've got a long day ahead. So, any closing thoughts for our episode seventy? Don't be a fart sniffer. Okay, I like that one. Stay away from Brian Singer.
5: <laughs> don't buy Google Glass.
6: Either, you, either you're Wait, a smart failure or a smart. Fart I said, don't sniffer. buy Google Glass. Why?
5: Cause you can't sell it once you buy it. It's only yours forever.
6: Yeah, they personalize it for you.
5: The software is untradeable. Yes,
6: really. Because yes.
5: all, all these people who bought the Google Glass—they're uh, trying to sell uh, it. Who got the trial ones or whatever for fifteen hundred dollars? They're trying to sell them, and you're and you're not allowed to sell them.
1: No shit. Yeah, they
5: made it. Software is untradeable or some shit like that. Though they look cool, and you can you can put your own personalized subscription eyeglasses in there for three hundred dollars. Don't buy them yet. Wait.
1: All right, kids. Well, that's it for this week. I am David K. Montoya.
5: I'm Rexy Lofgren.
1: And I'm Aaron Nillich. And if you're just one of those fuckers that are like, ooh, brains and bears, then you're making everybody else see in red. Good night. That was too cute. I remember when we were doing that, as soon as I heard it, I I remembered what it was. Zoe was three, almost three, I think. Let me see. When was that pulled up? Uh, let's see. So April 28th, 2014. So she wasn't even three yet. Wow. She was a good talker for not even being that old. And now, of course, you can hear her intermittently uh, once in a while right here on this show as my co-host uh she grew up around you know podcasts so it's just in her nature she knows how to podcast and she enjoys doing flashback fridays and she joins me once in a while Uh, too bad she wasn't in this time she probably would have enjoyed that okay kids we are rounding the corner for this episode of flashback fridays we've got one more and let's see what we can pull up And then I'll send you on your merry way. Okay, let's do... What We Think, number 32, about Hollywood. And it is originally released January 18th, 2014. Sadie and Dave get into a conversation about the Golden Globes, actors, actresses, films, and everything else that involves Hollywood. I don't remember this one. It's it's going to be a good one. Uh, it's, it's always fun. It's always fun to, uh, to listen back. I, that was one of my favorite shows to record was What We Think. Okay, kids, so let's go ahead and enjoy What We Think, number 32, About Hollywood. It's Monday night, so let's find out what the fuck we think. I'm David K. Montoya.
7: And I am Miss C. Burbank. You did pretty good, considering you don't have your hair in a ponytail. You did pretty good.
1: I just didn't want my head to pop.
7: I know, you're having a headache. I don't or know. almost having it, a it's, headache.
1: It's like head pressure at this point.
7: Head pressure. Like in a vice? Yeah, Like exactly. one of those commercials? Feels like my head's in a vice. You need head along or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you're having a headache. The baby's out here. Yes. She's supposed to go to her mother, but uh, we'll see. There she wandered in that direction, so we'll see if she does.
1: Well, moments ago, um, because we live right next to a park, you know, the Mercy Air you know, made the landing, so right. that got her all up. Yeah, she up was
7: and... all revved up seeing the helicopter come and go, and well, she didn't get to see it go, but she got to see it come over, and that was exciting. That was good for a few laughs.
3: For us, <laughs> for us yeah.
7: <laughs> not so much for the guy they picked up, but uh, anyhow, and, but it was from an accident that occurred actually probably about a mile or so away, but this is the best place they can land. So, <clears throat> anyhow. She's back there now. Uh, yes. This.
1: So, uh, sorry, folks. I'm trying to gather my thoughts. My brain's not kicking as fast as it usually is.
7: That's because you're having a headache. Maybe you're PMSing. Maybe. Are you PMSing? No, I'm in a good is mood. Lacey PMSing? No, she's in a good You don't mood. have sympathy PMS? No. Some guys do, you know. Now, some guys just have their own PMS, too. I swear they do.
1: Um, you know, sometimes I do just get cranky.
7: Yeah, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh-huh.
1: I I I would buy that.
7: About every twenty eight days or so. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I did, well, men go through menopause. You know, they don't like to admit it, but unfortunately,
1: um, today, since we're you know talking about Lacey, today is mm-hmm. Lacey and I's eighteenth wedding anniversary. Yes, so it that is. means we've been Many married. Happy
7: returns of the day.
1: For eighteen years, and and it was funny because I I. Put a post up on her Facebook, and and after I read it, I was like, I, I hope that she doesn't think that I was just trying to be, you know, like sweet talking, because <laughs> it really doesn't seem like eighteen years. It it, it maybe mm. to me, honestly, it feels like maybe eighteen months.
7: <laughs> no, it
1: doesn't really feel. Time that flies long. when you're
7: having fun. <laughs> Actually, I know we've been married. 22 years longer than that and it doesn't it doesn't seem like that either. I mean it doesn't but then I don't until I look in the mirror I don't feel like I'm not 18 either. <laughs> you know and then I look in the mirror and I go fuck that's not the face of an 18 year old that's for sure. Well that's what Or the him. body. Yeah. I told
1: Lacey I said well you know what that means she's like what and I go you're getting old and she goes I'm not the one that's baldy." I'm like <laughs> Fuck you.
7: (laughs) She had to bring that up. Had to go to the hair, didn't she? Yeah, I know. I know. See, Ernie's, Ernie's got this, this hair issue, if you will. He Mm -hmm. got his mother's hair genes and, um, which is sad because his dad just had like tons of hair. Right. Till the day he died. Um, but, uh, unfortunately, Ernie got mom's hair and her hair, uh, was sparse toward the end and uh, his is <coughs> sparse <laughs> but you know he doesn't yeah. care he's 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 stronger than that he doesn't really you know i mean yeah if he could say okay i choose to have hair he'd probably choose to have hair but since he can't make that choice then he's like okay <laughs> there it is it is what it is, or isn't what it isn't, you know, as case may be,
4: well,
1: I think uh, well, I don't think I know. i I know I can rock a bald head, so it's okay.
7: There you go. Well, plus, <clears throat> you won't believe this, but long hair is actually more detrimental to the follicles than short hair. Oh mm-hmm. yeah
4: kind
7: a kind of it weighs it down, and uh, but anyway, you, Keep it long if you want. That's cool. But when I, at the beginning, when I said you did pretty good, considering you didn't have, you, people don't know who don't listen to us regularly, that you don't even start revving up until you get your hair yes. in a ponytail with your little rubber band, and and then you're all ready to rock. And most of the time, you do pretty good. Today was a little, a little more quiet than usual, but... You might have just been quiet because your head's hurting, too. <clears throat> you did take medication of yes. some sort.
1: Yeah. and, and uh, Like an
7: aspirin or some shit? Yeah. Well, Good. I
1: think it was like ibuprofen.
7: Whatever. Something. And just
1: to knock it out. So,
7: yeah, because you don't want to get a headache. I so mean, headaches suck anyhow.
1: Halfway through the show, if I just start bouncing off the walls. I That'll start.
7: be a combination of the pain med working and your Starbucks kicking in. Yes. Which we had before we started today. As a little celebration. You guys treated me to Starbucks today, and it was very nice. Thank you.
4: You're very welcome.
7: I enjoyed it, every little drop.
1: <clears throat> so, and I, I I mentioned this off just a a wee bit, a little bit. Um, you know I'm. I I've been hit. I mean, seriously hit with the writing bug. This yeah, last you've been couple months,
7: writing your ass off.
1: And I'm I'm just going with it. You yeah, know, because why not? there's no blockage. And like I said, I'm I'm done. Um. With the first draft, Terry and I actually sat down to start working on the second draft editing mm-hmm. of a yotnol. Mm-hmm. And I started, I started this all back in December. No, it was November. God, I started in November. I started mm-hmm. writing Incubus,
4: mm-hmm.
1: and I've been writing on Incubus now that I'm finished mm-hmm.
4: with um, a mm-hmm.
1: And I decided that we were going to. Portray S. J. Burbank's acting ability beyond the voice. Now, for any of you that don't know, uh, I think I've mentioned it here a couple times, haven't I? Or uh, I don't has, know
7: what are you gonna say. It,
1: it's kind of hard to remember what we say off the air to what I know we say on to
7: the what air. we just say to each other. Yes, <clears throat> um, I know.
1: Incubus is a story that actually came out of a podcast that I did. Um, what is it? Scene Red Fifty One. And what had happened is, normally with Scene Red, we have content already laid out, and part of the trick of podcasting is, is you pace yourself with the, the content. No, not with us. I mean, that's not true. Before, we had content, we had the segments, and right. I knew what we were going to talk right. about, so we paced it out. So, so we could, we could cover. get it all in, right. Well, for Scene Red 51, we just started yapping, mm-hmm. and I got lost in the conversation, and, and Stop pacing,
4: uh-huh.
1: and halfway through the show, we're like, "Oh shit, we're out of content." <laughs> so <clears throat> we pushed pause. I jumped online and I found this article, and the article was about it, it takes place in Bolivia in in a small Amish colony, mm-hmm. and these women were getting raped, and the bishop of the the Amish colony was just saying, "Well, it's it's a evil spirit that the Lord's let down." because of the evil ways the colony's going into. And we talked about it, you know, mm-hmm. for about half an hour. I do
7: remember us discussing some of that, yeah. And I think that was online Uh-oh. that we discussed it, too.
1: Oh, okay. Um, I, no, I
7: don't mean online. I mean on air. On
1: air. I know what you meant. <clears throat> and, <Yeah>. um... <laughs> So the kids went home, they're, you know, okay, good podcast, blah, 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 and they took off for the day. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, it was there. It was sitting in my head, and mm-hmm. then, of course, you know, I ran it back, did my editing, and I heard the whole talk back. Mm-hmm. And then instead of going to bed, I just started typing. Mm-hmm. I just started writing a new script. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a loose adaptation of the article reread read mm-hmm. um, just because, well, the the article was interesting. Mm-hmm. Enough to spark my imagination. But mm-hmm. I think what I'm creating is much more entertaining, mm. you know. And one of the characters is going to be a district attorney.
4: <laughs>
1: and I see as Sadie Burbank as the district attorney. I want her to be mean, I want her to be angry, and I want her to be foul mouth.
7: Oh, and... I'm totally there. <laughs> I can handle that one. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> you know, because there's going to be a part where somebody, a suspect, gets drug in, and, and she's going to talk to him. And, you know, she's going to get into the whole, you know, all right, you tiny, or how do have it in my head? All right, you tiny dick bastard. What? Tell me the truth. Tell me the truth. <laughs> you know, I, I could totally see you doing it.
7: <laughs> I can totally do it.
1: So, <clears throat> we're going we're Limp gonna...
7: dick. I like limp dick. That's a good one, yeah. Limp, dick, motherfucker. I I can go there, yeah. Yeah, I might even be able to help you with the dialogue on that one, (laughs) especially if I know what he's accused of.
1: Be like, okay, this is the idea, no words on my end, just go, just
7: do it, (laughs) yeah, yeah.
1: So yeah
7: but, I can I can I can probably handle that like I said I am not I'm probably the least pho- photogenic individual you'll ever meet. However, part of that is because nobody likes to look at pictures of themselves unless you're uh you know somebody who's already like naive. fucking gorgeous anyhow. But uh because most of us have a mental picture of ourselves <laughs> and then there's the reality right which rarely matches but yeah, I can live with that. I mean, there are lots and lots of people in the movies who are not physically beautiful right. in the traditional sense of the word, and they do very well. Right. So if somebody wants to, you know, take a picture of me.
1: Oh, what's and, what's her name? You said that, and instantly her, her face popped in my head. Uh, she just played in a movie with... Um, sender Bullock, their cops.
7: Oh, 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 I know who you mean. Um, ma- Michelle, Melinda? Yeah, Michelle. Melissa, Michelle, Melissa or Michelle? But anyway, she's a big girl. She's, she's not, a big girl, she's, she's, but she's got a beautiful face. When I say ugly, I'm talking about who's that guy that, oh, my God, he's gotten very popular lately, plays uh, uh, Hispanic bad dudes a lot. Danny Tahel. Yeah, and he's got a face that, you know, it looks like it was run over and <laughs> and, and smooshed in the mud and everything. And he I mean this I'd say it to the, his face. This is not this is not a surprise to him. He knows what he looks like. Oh yeah. But it, it, he's so attractive in spite it's like Tommy Lee. It's the long hair. It's it's <laughs> the no, it's not the hair for know, me. It's but it's it's his um what's the word? Um Demeanor yeah but more than that, ah oh, fuck, what's the word I want well anyhow it's it's like you say demeanor the way he comes across is very attractive he's he's strong, he's got a good sense of self. You can tell this just by watching him. he's confident, you know,
1: you know it's funny because I just read a I like him I just read a thing a little article about Danny last week, in fact, yeah. Um, that's funny you brought that up because
7: I'm the Segway Queen
1: <laughs> <clears throat> and it was just something that caught my attention, yeah. you know, and like in 1966, he was arrested Um, and he was talking about how him and his friend went out to go sell some weed mm-hmm. and the friend tried to give him the weed to go sell to an undercover cop.
4: Mm. N- neither of them,
1: funny. neither of them knew that they were actually, he was a cop. but danny just kind of had this gut feeling yeah well the friend goes and makes the transaction but they still arrest danny to for it oh yeah and he said for less than an ounce of weed Mm -hmm. ended up costing him seven years of his life shit Mm. and um
7: in the 60s
1: in the 60s oh yeah
7: oh yeah these days you got to be practically growing it and and you know, putting it up for sale at Walmart before <laughs> anybody does anything to you. For but real? yeah, back in the '60s, oh yeah, you get you get held holding, you get caught holding a joint, and you were in deep doo doo.
1: And um, he he got out of uh, prison, and he went into counseling. You know, and, being counseled or no, counseling. No, he, he he was counseling. Yeah. He was the counselor. And he came across this young kid who was just down on his luck, and, and he, he was retelling the story about how this kid was, would call him in the middle of the night, you know, tell him, all right, I don't know. I'm at the end of my rope. And mm-hmm. and he said that every time that he would call or he talked to him, he'd always remember looking down at the kid's wa- wrist and seeing his, you know, solid gold Rolex. But he's at the end of his rope.
7: <laughs> Sell your Rolex, dude.
1: <laughs> so the kid calls him. He
7: must have a long rope, huh? Yeah
1: the kid calls him again in the middle of the night, and he's like, you know, can you just come talk to me? And Danny's like, he really didn't want to, but he's like, all right, I'll come, and we'll just, you know, go Uh shoot the shit, and Uh we'll just talk. Uh Well, just so happens, the kid was at a movie set where, when he pulled up, and they were sitting on the lot talking. And the director, as the two were talking, director walked up to Danny Tejillo and said, hey, you want a job?
7: Mm, just like that and
1: he's been in the movie business ever since <laughs> ever
7: since yeah he's he's just well like Tommy Lee <clears throat> Tommy Lee has a rugged face I'll put it that way it's right. rugged Right. Uh, it's not Mac truck rugged but it's rugged okay um, and there are others lots and lots of others uh, mostly guys that I can think of there are some women too a lot of the women in um, <clears throat> in the movies in the 30s and 40s uh, Marjorie Maine, for example, um, the mom, mom and pa, ke- mom and pa kettle. Yeah, 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 People, okay. Was not a beautiful woman. She, when she was all fixed up, she was passable. But, you know, she was a very plain looking woman. The woman who played, uh, Margaret Rutherford, I think her name is. Uh, I could be wrong about that. The one who played the, the Wicked Witch of the West, you know. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, and the, yeah, yeah. She had a face that, you know could crack a mirror uh, lots of women through the history of movies have made very fine livings um who's the one that she was just on in a movie i've got it recorded to watch uh ed may oliver she had a horse literally a horse face and she even referred to herself as a horse-faced individual and she had real real long face mm-hmm. okay i mean really long face from forehead to chin um if she was one of those that that you you want to go, God played too long in the clay that day. You know he needed to kind of squish it down, <laughs> round her out just a, a tad. Uh, but she had attractive qualities about her too. She was she was a hell of an actress, right? And a lot of these women were at a time when uh, movies made a big deal about being beautiful. You know Ginger Rogers and. Uh, uh, Rosalind Russell, and, um, oh, i got one in my mind, and I can't, it's so hard for me to get names out anymore, it really is, Priscilla Lane, uh, a lot of ladies who were really beautiful gir- girls and women uh, were very popular in the movies, uh, Atlanta Turner, um, Uh, Who's the one with the hair? I never can remember her name anymore. A lot of a lot of of um, women were capitalized on for their beauty because of their beauty, and movies were created for them to showcase them as actresses because they were beautiful. And in spite of all that, these women who weren't the beauties had the courage and the capacity to push themselves into that world right and say you know yeah i'm not beautiful but i can act and don't you have parts for people who are not necessarily beautiful you know bit parts or whatever <clears throat> right. and a lot of them worked their way into um stardom a, a a lifetime of professional work because they were not necessarily stars but because they were marketable uh if you look, we've been watching a lot of the old movies, the last, hmm, let me think. Last couple of days was Joan Crawford Day. Okay. Okay? Uh, I didn't know it until I listened to the build-up for some of these movies. She actually made 54 movies in her career. Oh, wow. Do you know how many movies that is a year in a 25-year career? One every other year? Well, in 52... 52- If if in twenty five years, if she made one movie a year, that would only be twenty five movies. Right, right. She made fifty four.
4: Ah, okay, got
1: you. So that's
7: an average of two movies a year. Yes. Okay. I
1: I I reversed it.
7: Yeah. So that's a lot. That's a lot of movies. (laughs) That is. And interestingly, most of her co-actors. Okay. I won't say co-stars because they weren't all stars through each of these movies were pretty much the same guys you know the same uh um sidekicks for her right. lady sidekicks for her or the same um uh not necessarily the same actor you know who would co-star with her but the the supporting actors that came along that would be the police guys or the restaurant guys or the bartenders or whatever they always were the same guys right you know and if you watch like we sometimes do we watched i don't know eight or ten of these movies over a two-day period you go damn i'm getting confused here he was <laughs> he was a cop in the last movie but now he's a bartender in this movie you know it, right but they all made um a fine living being themselves being their less than movie star attractive selves, and just doing a good job of acting. And that's still happening today, which I think is cool, because if we only had beautiful people to look at, the rest of the world would be going around kicking ourselves. (laughs) I mean, it's bad enough, really, as it is with our media the way it is these days, with movies and television and magazines and um and everything that, that focuses so much on physical beauty. Um, and fortunately, um, schools and, um, groups that are geared to helping kids and stuff, they're, they're trying to get kids and young people to understand that physical beauty is not necessarily the be all end all. And, uh, trying to help kids understand that they can be just as I don't want to say just as good, but they can be just as productive, just as useful, just as important in life as the beautiful right. ones can. You know, because it, kids get, you know, they get bombarded with this stuff all the, from everywhere. You know, they see nothing but beautiful blonde. It's like uh, Whoopi Goldberg did on her stand-up routine that time where she... Pretend that she put the towel on her head. Oh, yeah, pretended yeah, to have long blonde hair. Yeah. You know? Well, <laughs> and it's and, and sort of like that because they get the idea that that's what's the goal. Right. That's, that's where they need to head. And, and and they can't all go there, you know.
1: I, I like mean, the fact also, uh, as far as like male actors, um, two of my favorite actors, and it, it has nothing to do with, with the way they look. It's just I enjoy mm-hmm, their acting, mm-hmm. uh, is Seth Rogen.
7: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, oh, I just lost it.
7: Mm-hmm. I, oh, join I hate my that. club. Join my club. Mm. Uh, Jonah Hill. Okay, I know who he is too. Yes, and they're both. I just watched Golden Globes last night a little bit, and he, they happened to make a joke about Jonah Hill and the movie he was just in. So, oh, okay. I sort of know who he is from,
1: but they're both. It technically, term, unterm, and I can say this because I'm fat myself, Mm. is they're fat. Yeah, yeah. They're they're not, you know, anywhere near. um,
7: And fat people have, uh, we've all been ridiculed for being fat.
1: What's the guy that you drool over every time we bring him up? What's his name?
7: Oh, which one? I got a couple that I drool over. Uh, Who's the one? I just said something the other day during our multicast, and and, and <clears throat> Becca went, eh. uh Oh, they're... Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hugh Jackman wasn't the one I was drooling over at the time. But, but that's, Hugh that's Jackman who I, is the one I like. Of. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, you know, they're nowhere near in the, the physical. No, they're not.
7: No. I mean, to them, a six-pack is something they carry in their hand. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I know, but I I
1: enjoy them as actors, and I I think, and they
7: have a certain sexuality about them too, an appeal sexually about them too. Um, uh, God damn it! The guy who played in you you remember the movie Hitch? Yes. The guy who played Kevin Stacy is that his name? Kevin something Spolik. I think
1: it's Kevin Spolik.
7: Are you yeah, sure?
1: yeah, because he was on. he Wasn't he? Was was it King of Queens? He was also on the King of Queens could TV be, show. Could be.
7: He's he's uh he's a, a chubby guy.
4: Uh uh-huh. huh.
7: Has a nice face, really, but uh he isn't what you would call a sexually attractive, necessarily on the face of it, guy. Right. But he's very sexy. He when he when he when he strips away all the comedic inference and goes for the the sexy bit, he can pull it off. A lot, of, a lot of big guys can do that. A lot of ugly guys can do that. It's just whether or not they feel it and can convey it. demonstrate that. You know, you got to be able to... It's like my husband couldn't pull that off for love or money. I can't even get him to pull it off with me <laughs> in the dark. So, I mean, he's just never going to be able to do that for a camera. Right. Okay? Not even if he was just a voice, he wouldn't be able to do it. Because it just isn't... in. I mean, he's got that, but... It, it's not something he's overt with.
1: It's not part of his personality. It's not,
7: and it's not something that he's verbal about or terribly demonstrative of. It's there when he needs it, but the rest of the time, forget it. It's not going to happen. Right. And I, you know, I've learned to live with that. I've been married to him for, uh, been together with him for almost fifty years now. You learn after a while <laughs> what you can expect and what you can't. But <clears throat> a lot of these guys who have what some ladies, I'll use that term probably loosely, might refer to as drawbacks Mm -hmm. physically, uh, can still pull that off, you know, because being sexually attractive is not about looks, not to women. Right. Oh, and maybe to some women it is. And yeah, there are some guys who, I'm sorry, you just have to go there and admit it, okay? They've got it. But there's a lot of guys that you would put on the shelf somewhere and go, mm, ugly. And they've got it, too. They've got it, too. You can ask any woman, and she'll tell you, oh, yeah, I've seen it. I know it's there. You know, it's just, I was trying to think, what the heck was I watching? We watch so much television, so many movies all the time. I mean, all the time. That television's on at our house, practically like, 24-7. Right. Um. And I was watching this thing. The other, just, just in the last day or two. And it was, I think it was a, a movie of with kids primarily. Anyhow, the, the one kid was talking about this guy, whether or not he needed, I think she was trying to get him to drink milk or something like that. And he said, so-and-so needs it. and And the guy just... Without much of, of a comment, just pulls up his T-shirt a little bit and shows his six-pack and goes, I don't think I need it. She goes, no, he doesn't need it. <laughs> it, it and it may not have been milk. I don't remember now what it was, but it was just a really cool move. And the guy was just, all of a sudden I went, I hadn't been paying too much attention to him until then. And it, and it wasn't the six-pack. It was his attitude. Uh, very casually. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> There's just something about that that's very appealing, you know. I was trying to remember who it was that I had said during the multicast right. that I found attractive. Oh, uh, Clooney.
1: Oh, George Clooney.
7: Yeah. He's just beautiful to look at. I mean, seriously, if you see him in particularly that movie that I had been talking about where he is... Um... <clears throat> Which... With J Lo, he's with J Lo. J Lo's uh-huh. a cop, and he is a robber, so to speak. And but they they get together. Yeah, do they ever? And they're in this restaurant in one scene, mm-hmm. and you know it's a little candlelight and all that. And the camera loves that man, loves him, and he just he just. I mean, I could sit and watch that scene for two hours. You know, he's just really beautiful. I mean, you know, and there's not too many guys in the movies you can say that about. Used to be able to say about Robert Redford. Right. Sadly, time hasn't done any more for him than it has for me. <laughs> you know, sorry to say. But, uh yeah, George Clooney is, he's fucking beautiful. I'm sorry, but that's just where it's at. <laughs> and on top of it, he's he talented. has, he And he's talented, but he also, he portrays himself as, um,
1: that confidence.
7: Well, see, the thing is with, with guys who are really sexy, Mm -hmm. it's, they may or may not know it, but they don't act like they know it. You know? Okay. Um, there's a, it's more of a quiet confidence. They don't have to, to... Come out and go, and you know, I'm sexy, right? you know, are right. I sexy uh, and I don't really know how to describe it other than that, but they don't mm, they don't put themselves out there, I get way, you that way, you know, right, not that way. it's almost like if you said they were sexy, they'd be surprised, I follow you, you know
1: now, you said because there's no time lag in this, this is gonna we're recording it this week, mm-hmm. it's going out this week, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, you said you watched the Golden Globes.
7: Yeah, off and on. Yeah.
1: Anything that should be highlighted on the Golden? Because oh. I missed. I actually was thinking it was next Sunday. I oh. missed it.
7: Yeah. Uh, let me think. The opening was good. Amy Poehler and uh, and Tina Fey. They were funny. Um, they all they hosts in shows like that tend, shows, to, tend to tend to get a little carried away with the jokes at others expense mm. it's not just tina and and amy but others do the same right uh and i'm i've never been a fan of jokes at the expense of other people
1: putting down people
7: yeah well sometimes they're not put downs necessarily but they just they're embarrassing to other people right but they because they say it out in the open they figure oh it's okay you have to laugh you know but you'd really kind of rather they didn't say some of those things um, and, and, uh, again, maybe I'm more prudish than I think I am, but I thought, I thought some of them were a little inappropriate, but that's how I remembered who, um, uh, Jonah Hill was too, because they showed a picture of him while they were talking about his role in a recent movie, mm. the name of which escapes me, or I would <clears> say, <throat> um,
1: the world's End. <laughs> no, 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 that's, that's with, um. This is the end. Is it that one? I, I think? don't
7: think so. I don't think so. I don't remember to be really truthfully honest. But in any case, um, as far as who won what, uh-huh. you know, um, I I didn't have anybody particularly in mind that I wanted to win, uh-huh. except I wanted the woman in Nebraska. The older lady, what the hell is her name? I just, I didn't know it before last night, and then I just caught it again last night. I want to say it's like Sophia or Sophie or, or something like that. Jesus. And what did she play in? She, she played a, she played an older woman in Nebraska. is a movie. It's um Is that new? Yeah.
1: Well, I haven't even heard. Of
7: it's. It. Uh, I identify with her because she has a potty mouth. And I like that about <laughs> old ladies, um, and she's about my age, but she's been an actress for a long time. She was actually on the stage for a while. Um, oh God, I hate having a shitty memory. I didn't used to. You know, I used to wrap up here. What, is, just what all does she fucking look like? Rust. Um, what does she look like? Yeah. What does she look she's shorter. Sure? Um, some people would say she's a little on the pudgy side. Um, and if you read off a couple of names, she's, she's got to be in the first four or five people in it, ladies or women, uh, if you read off a name or two, I can tell you.
1: Okay. I'm looking for women's name. She, Bruce
7: Dern is in it.
1: June Squab. Yeah, that's her. That's her. And uh,
7: where the hell did I get? What did I think it was? Well, anyhow, I wanted her to win because I liked
1: Because she played Kate her. Grant in the movie. Okay. okay, I know
7: who she is. Okay. Okay. And she has a uh, she has quite a history in the theater. The the theater as well as movies, okay? Uh-huh. Like Broadway stage theater. She was in um She'd
1: been in 41 movies.
7: And if you go to her theatrical career, you'll see she God damn it, she was she played somebody Oh She actually didn't start
1: uh acting, mm-hmm. you know, in front of the camera until nineteen ninety.
7: Okay. Go back to her Broadway.
1: It isn't less Broadway.
7: Well oh, go to her go to her uh, not movie career, but her career. Don't they have her? Just her?
1: This is just her.
7: Don't they say anything about her theatrical career?
1: Uh, let's see, November 6th, 1929 in Illinois, United
7: States.
1: Uh, let's just jump over to her full biography.
7: There United you States. go. That'll have it. You know, all her body of work. They usually show a body of work for these people. Usually. But not now when I need them to. Of course not. Figures, huh? Yeah. And if I could remember the play, I could remember who it was she played. They since made a, a movie of it, too, but I can't.
4: Let's see Let me see what else I'm doing, here. doing
1: this here.
7: Well, anyhow, uh, I wanted her to win just because I had seen an interview with her on CBS's Sunday morning Oh, huh. And I found her attractive, interesting, in, in a... Mm. Not a, I don't mean attractive in that way, but I mean you know I was interested by her personality. Right. <clears throat> it was fun to watch her. Uh, Mo Rocca interviewed her on the show, and it was it was it was entertaining. I enjoyed it. So because of that, I sort of had a vested interest in whether or not she would win for best supporting actress. She did not. I was not happy. <laughs> not that whoever did win shouldn't have. I right. just I wanted her to win, you know, because I kind of knew her work a little bit. I hadn't any particular interest in any of the movies uh that are up for nomination or any of the actors that were up for I kind of wanted ha- Tom Hanks to win for his movie uh Mr. Phillips I think it's called.
4: Uh-huh. Uh Captain th- Phillips.
7: Yeah, because I like him, uh, Hanks, you know. I think he can do no wrong professionally.
4: Right.
1: Um, well, even in real life. He, does, he's not he seems one of to these, be a nice guy, yeah. Yeah, he's not one of these... He uh, doesn't seem to be a jerk,
7: no. no. What else have you got there? Anything?
1: Uh, just so happens, I went to
4: Wikipedia. Ah, wiki. Good wiki.
1: Uh, and it says June got her break in New York by leading the role of Deuce in The Boyfriends off-Broadway in 1958. And in 1959, she performed an off-Broadway... Uh, what is that? Lend Me an Ear, starring Elizabeth Allen. She made her Broadway debut in the original production of Gypsy.
7: That's that's the one.
1: That's the one you think about Gypsy? That's the
7: one I'm thinking of. She played...
1: She played Ethel Merman. Merriman.
7: No. Gypsy is about Gypsy Rose Lee. She may have had Ethel oh, Merriman's s- part. No, no,
1: no. She starred, um, starred with
4: F- Ethel Oh uh,
7: What was the part she played? In Gypsy, who did she, oh, I know now, I know now, okay. I know now, okay, in the movie, uh Gypsy, okay, if you're familiar with the movie Gypsy, if you're not, you should watch it, because it's a hoot, there's a scene where, um yeah, well, she was, sort of, She Gypsy Rosalie was a unique stripper, she didn't strip like most strippers strip, right, right, she was very, very,
4: I've heard
1: that understated, name before.
7: Yeah. understated. Um also she wasn't terribly attractive. Natalie Wood played Gypsy Rose Lee in the movie Gypsy and Natalie Wood's far was far more beautiful than Gypsy Rose Lee herself. Right. She was a little on the horse-facey <laughs> side, very tall, lanky. Anyhow, um in the one part of the movie Gypsy, uh the troupe which included Gypsy Rosalie, her mother, who was played by Roz Russell, and their little troupe of girls that, that made up their act, mm-hmm. so to speak, got booked into a strip joint. Well, not a strip joint, a strip theater. Right. Because they were vaudeville actors and so on, but that vaudeville was on the way out. And the only job they could get was as a filler uh, act for this strip theater that, the as a guy put it, you're here to keep the cops away from us, because as long as they had kids in the, on the bill, then it was assumed it was a family show. Right. Okay. Uh, and there were three strippers in particular who uh, the movie chose to focus on uh, and gave them little singing parts and everything to describe, because they were describing two gypsy who at this point was still a youngster. Right. Uh, late teens, we'll say, 17, 18. But I think she was. They were trying to make her look way younger than that. Mm. Uh, they were describing to her their acts, and one of them stripped. That the whole shtick was you had to have a gimmick, gotcha, in order to uh, to to make it in the strip world. And one of them stripped playing a trumpet. One of them stripped with electronics. She had light bulbs all over her costume, and they would light up. And then the third one did uh, forget what she did. Doesn't matter. Uh, and they each sang and danced a little thing, describing their acts. Right. And this lady we're talking about, Squib. Uh huh. Okay. She was one of those girls. I think she was the Electra, gotcha. the electric one. Yeah. With the light bulbs. And, yeah. Okay. And it's a it's a it's a real cute segment of the movie, especially the one with the horn, because uh she says something about oh, uh Roz Russell says something about their their job being, you know, that they were strippers and this one with the horn has this real raspy hoarse voice in the movie. Uh-huh. And she goes, Something wrong with stripping <laughs> And it's really great oh my god what a wonderful voice it chokes it (laughs) makes me cough to do it but she just pulls it off beautifully uh and and then she does her thing with the horn and all that kind of stuff so but that's
3: the part that
7: she played on broadway and apparently they didn't bring her to the movie which is kind of sad but she may not have age-wise it may not have worked for her because sometime later but anyhow i i sort of identified with her because i knew that part i knew who she was, and I felt like because of that, I wanted her to win. As far as who did win, they're probably just as well qualified and right. just as, you know. Like I said, I I'm, i wasn't all that caught up in any of the movies, particularly. Mm-hmm. Like Frozen one for the animated. We've seen that. And it was, it was Lacey cute. said she liked it yeah. a lot. I didn't see it, but I did see Despicable Me too, and I loved it. Then I'm a I'm a minion freak. I love those little guys. They're so cute. Um. So again, I did, I couldn't say oh it shouldn't have won because I didn't see it. Right. You know. Um. So as far as who won and who didn't win and all that, it's you know it's also kind of politically charged atmosphere. Anyhow. Yeah. And there's always the, you know, I wanted Sandra Bullock to win just because I like Sandra Bullock. Right. You know, in all truthfulness, and I enjoyed Gravity a lot, but in all truthfulness, I was kind of surprised that it and her performances were even nominated because I've seen better movies. Mm. It was really good. Right. But it was also pretty much the same thing for two hours. Gotcha. She's floating around in space trying to get out of it all. And it was all harrowing and scary and freaky and screaming and like that. And, um, plus, most of her acting was done to a microphone. You know? Right. Because she's in a space suit. She's off scene. Uh, yeah. And it's a lot of, uh, CG and stuff right. like that. And so, uh, from that standpoint, did she match up to, um, Somebody, Kate, yeah. Kate, uh,
1: Fuck. I don't know any of the nominees
7: oh god bless me not Beckinsale Kate the the one that did the queen thing oh god damn it Pl- blonde oh shit well anyhow the one who did win pro- she was in uh, a movie with the word blue in it <laughs> something uh, about her acting uh-huh. got everybody's attention and, and she probably had to work a whole lot more than Sand. and I love Sandra Bullock to pieces don't get me wrong Okay. But she probably had to work a lot harder than Sandra had to. Right. So the fact that she was nominated was because it's a, sort of a surprise to me, frankly. Like I said, I saw the movie, I liked the movie, I'd watch it again. But it was no fucking Titanic. Right, right. Okay. And I mean, I. Oh,
1: Kate, um uh, Winslet. Winslet. No, not
7: Kate Winslet. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, this woman is, oh, dear God in heaven. Well, anyhow, uh, those of you who didn't watch the Golden Globes, Google them, and then you'll know all the names of all these people and all the work they did and all the movies they were in, and you'll go, Jesus, somebody take that woman, Sadie, that would be me, and shoot her in the head and bury her somewhere because she can't remember shit, and that would be true. Um, but anyhow, we're going to call it short tonight because the baby's freaking out and Lacey's tired of sitting in the bedroom holding her and I don't blame her a damn bit and it is her wedding anniversary for crying out loud. I even wondered whether we were going to do this tonight or should and I don't think we should anymore. I think we should call it quits.
1: Okay. Uh, let me tap on one something real fast. Okay. Tap, and, tap away. Uh, seeing a couple new movies. Mm. I'm not going to touch one because I, I think that's what you guys are going to talk about. Uh, you and Lacy mm-hmm. on uh, your show. You know, you uh, don't get mm-hmm. started. Oh, but
7: something I know something about.
1: Uh, another movie <laughs> that we saw last week was um, Grudge Match with mm-hmm. uh, Robert De Niro mm-hmm. and Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. And I love Interesting this combination. It, it's a it's a comedy, believe it or not.
7: Yeah, I can believe it.
1: But it it's a play off of. It, they're not the character. Not verbally the characters like. He, He's not Rocky Balboa, but the right. way he portrays, or he is portrayed, the way he acts, the the dialogue that he uses is mm-hmm. Rocky Balboa and mm-hmm. Rocky. Mm-hmm. And with Robert De Niro, same thing. Yeah. He plays... Uh, what's his name? Taxi Driver? No, no, no. Ra- Raging Bull is the movie. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. But I was trying to think of the character's name. Beats me. And they, they put them together. They're actually... In the ring, they're boxing. And really? How oh, funny. It was just, I know that they were trying to go for like an emotional kind of, kind of tug. Uh, you know, there It wasn't meant to
7: be funny movie?
1: That part where they were fighting. Oh. oh. Uh, I, I think they were trying to hit, you know, the yeah. emotion. But I was just hysterically laughing because I remember, you know, Rocky Balboa big and buff and his arms are as oh, big yeah, as my fucking head. meat and head. stuff like yeah. that. Not his meat oh, well, necessarily, a scene. but there's somebody's a scene meat. in there. <laughs>
7: Yeah.
1: Um, they're training and they're walking through a meat hanger. Yeah. And he sees. You, you know, sure this wasn't
7: meant to be funny?
1: Well, it, most of it. It's it's under a comedy. Oh, but okay. But just that yeah. scene when yeah. they were fighting yeah. was supposed to be funny. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, he sees the meat hanging there in, yeah. the, in the meat locker and he draws his arm back yeah. to hit it. And he's right about to hit it. And then his trainer comes out and he goes, stop, stop, stop. What are you doing?
7: You're going to break your hand. <laughs> yeah. So, That's funny. Okay. Was, what was the other one? Would You're not going to talk about it?
1: Um, It's August, colon.
7: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's mm-hmm. called
1: Odessa County she's, or something like that.
7: She's not going to like my opinion of that one. Uh, we already sort of talked about that a little oh, okay. bit, she and I.
1: I liked it. I did like it. It's it's about a disfunc- dysfunctional I know. family. I know,
7: and that's why I didn't like it. I didn't see it, but I won't see it, probably. Uh, it reminds me a lot of The Big Chill. You remember The Big Chill? long ago movie okay where everybody got together because somebody died yes and then yes, they talked over how miserable their lives had been and how dysfunctional yes. they had been That's, and yes. where they were going to go with it all and i never really watched the whole fucking thing because it's it, 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 there was too much tension too much hatred i'm not into tension and hatred in movies maybe not ever have i been but i'm sure not now well so with and... that movie
1: with me i was taken because it felt real the acting. Felt I know real. it was just really you know, Meryl you know what, street.
7: You know what my response to that is? What's it's that? like my dad used to say, "Diarrhea is real too," but I don't fucking want to watch it on a movie. Okay, <laughs> and that's kind of where it is for me. I don't enjoy watching people wrangle. It's like I I won't ever watch uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf uh-huh. for the same reason. Okay, I can't stand to watch a man and woman who are supposedly married fighting like that right i don't care what the issue is i don't want to watch it um i i don't particularly care to see even though it's meryl streep and julia roberts and a lot of other people who are very talented i don't uh, look forward to seeing them uh, berate one another and fight with one another over spilt fucking milk right i you know it's just not my cup of tea but if she wants to talk about the movie, in spite of knowing that about it, my opinion of it, then fine. I don't care. We'll talk about it. But that's just me. I, you know, And I don't care what how good a job they did.
1: Right. And then we saw Frozen.
7: Frozen, yeah. I would like to see Frozen because I was, like animated that features. That was a
1: very, very cute movie. It was very well done. Yeah. Story was well told. And um, I have
7: to watch WALL-E again. I miss WALL-E. I, I love that movie.
1: I still want to see... What is it, uh, Mr. Banks?
7: Ah, uh, saving, saving, Mr. Banks. Banks. Yeah, I, I still yeah. want to see that. That's that's one I'm sort of up in the air about. I don't, I'm, I don't, I don't know if I want to. I will watch it, but I don't. I'm not expecting a whole lot out of it. But then a lot of times, Ernie will pick most of our movies for us. He mm-hmm. picks our Netflix choices, right? And <clears throat> a lot of times we'll get a movie, and I'll go, "What's this one?" And I'll go, "Oh, it's so and so," and I go, "Ah." But when I watch it, I'm like, oh, I was glad I watched that.
1: Well, you know it's Tom Hanks.
7: Yeah, I know that. Okay. And Emma Thompson. Right. Who I also really like a lot. Um, But, I mean, that doesn't mean that it's a story I want to necessarily watch.
4: Right, right, right.
7: Just because, you know, again, it's just there. I don't care who does it. Some things I don't want to watch. If Tom Hanks was in August, I wouldn't want to watch it. Okay. If Hugh Jackman with his shirt off was in it, I, well, I might watch, but you I wouldn't just, listen to it. I was going
1: to say you'd probably watch I it. Watch just turn him. down the volume. I
7: totally <laughs> turn down the volume and just watch him. I could do that. Yeah. I could, I could do that. So yeah. Uh, but it's just, it's just me because it's two hours out of my life. Right. I'm counting down now. So I don't want to spend two <laughs> hours watching. People wrangle with each other. There's too much shit like that in the world as it is.
1: Well, if any of our listeners do like that type of mo- movie, I do recommend it. It's, yeah,
7: it's supposed to be a really good, It is very well done. You know, you got the cream of the co- acting or actress crop right. in it. And you know.
1: she chooses, Meryl Streep
7: can't do anything wrong.
1: She chews that scene so well. I'm I mean, sure she just, does.
7: I'm sure she does. Uh.
1: She's like it. It don't matter how old I am. I can still do this job.
7: Yeah. Oh, yeah. She can. Well, I. They said last night on the Go on the Globes. She's been not or somewhere they said it. She's been nominated seventeen times, for an Academy Award. Wow. She's only won like two or three, but she's been nominated seventeen times. You know that's got to get boring for her after a while. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, again. Okay. Thank you. I'm glad you <laughs> liked it. Glad you like my work. You know, and I'm sure she does. I'm sure she is glad, but it's not, it's just not my particular cup of tea, but that's just me.
1: All right, kids. Uh, I'm going to let the kid and the wife out. I
7: and think that would be a noble gesture on your part. And
1: because today is our anniversary. Yes. She, does, she doesn't have to cook today. Yay. I'm going to go, we already talked about what we're getting for dinner. I'm cool. going to go out and get dinner for us.
7: Good man. Good man.
1: So for this week, I am David K. Montoya.
7: And I am S.C. Burbank.
1: And you heard what we think about Hollywood, <laughs> which was actually unplanned. Yeah. And now I don't know. even
7: remember where we started out. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Good I, had, night. I walked all over your last line. I'm sorry. It's okay. Good and night. And now you know that was his last line. Good night.
1: All right. I I, I Like I said, right before we played this, I always enjoy our shows with S. Burbank. She's just always a blast. I mean, even though now it's, you know, or uh, listening back onto it, it's kind of irrelevant to today's Hollywood topics. But, you know, it's still fun to just kind of reminisce about the days of old. All right. I hope you all enjoyed this episode of Flashback Friday. Uh, come back again next Friday, and we will do it all over again as we pull three more episodes from the Jzo podcast podcast archives and we will indulge in the free audio entertainment that is only offered here on flashback Fridays for this week I am David K Montoya and I'll see you next week right here on flashback Fridays